0: And welcome back to Rational Passions presents. I am Alex O'Neill, your first presenter for this podcast journey. Because every podcast I do is a journey that we embark on together. Uh, and join me as always, Brian Abishindu Jackson, uh-huh, uh-huh. My, my partner in podcasts. You never, you've never commented on that that honorific, but I assume you love it. As all things about me, I assume you love. What, oh, being your partner uh partner in podcasts oh it's a, i feel like it's a good honor if yeah I'm a, i obviously love it so my it's yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs> it's my my attempt at Millerisms. uh i think it's pretty all right uh we are we are here together again one-on-one to talk about more stuff um i barrett courtney texted me about one of the conversations we had and i quietly it was like yesterday he texted me about it it was two days ago. He said he said a lot of Barry Courtney, just real quick, I know we're derailing right from the get go, but he said a lot of nice things to me. It was really nice. Mm. Uh, and, and I needed it. Uh, but just about how I didn't feel good about The Last of Us and all that. Um which oh. we're talk about what, I didn't know which
1: one he was talking about, so, okay, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, he it was um it was before it was he was listening to our episode uh everything we're worried about going to Last of Us Part two. Mm-hmm. Um and he was like, It's interesting what you guys were worried about versus what it, it told it out to be and then he asked me what i thought about it um because he he was listening he said i hate yeah. it no <laughs> <laughs> i was like man i wish i liked it <laughs> um and and you know we talked a little bit about it. he's like i i just want you to know your opinion is valid and it's okay that this that you don't like this yeah. and i was like
1: this is so sweet and, and anyway. I don't, anybody i don't think barry will be the ambassador
0: of that <laughs> oh totally he's great he's great uh, i mean like him and i he loves god of war mm-hmm. uh, and him and i another game we're gonna be talking about today uh and and and, and i obviously don't um as, as i've said on many occasions um but like i also you know that's another one I, I think it's a little bit easier for last of us part two in in particular of like i see why somebody would like this yeah um even if i don't uh god of war is a, a little bit harder for me but you know I, i've talked to a lot of parents about that game in particular um but i know somebody listens to this podcast that was the actual point i was trying to make <laughs> so hopefully you are barrett and everyone else who listens is is ready for another tangent full conversation for the two of us what are we talking about today Nabushin?
1: um mostly just the exclusive the sort of generation, like but probably mostly primarily around playstation i would say mm-hmm. um that's the one that we're most, not necessarily passionate about, but more that, that we have, like, the most opinions and uh, critical about. Because, like, I would say, like, for both of us, we played just, just about every exclusive that came out this year. Or between the two of us, I should say.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's anything either of us missed so far. I mean,
1: like, GTA Sport, but, like... Not GTA Sport. Oh, yeah. uh, GT Sport. GT Sport. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, I don't know if you play Killzone or how you know that's even worth played talking about l-
0: little bit of kill zone shadow mm-hmm.
1: yeah but like you play horizon and i play minutes of days gone oh well, i mean, by minutes i mean like uh, 40 400 minutes but like you know i played what i i, I, got I played
0: <laughs> only minutes of Days gone, uh on my my roommate's playstation he 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 got it because it seemed like a thing he would be into, uh, biker, and, and kind of like that aesthetic uh, speaks a little bit more to him, and, and <laughs> he's been going back and forth between that and Lasso's part too, like, and I was like, we, dog, dog, how does that feel? <laughs> do, like like,
1: but, like, like I was telling you on a text that I sent you, like like, it was after I finished The Last of Us Part Two, like, I enjoyed that game for what it was and stuff like that, and then, like, I was like, oh, maybe I should go back to get Days Gone, because, like, it's the same setting, so it's pretty much the same thing, more or less, and I went back to that game and, like, oh my god, like, it just, like just looking at it, like, this, it's, it was so, like, it looks so bad, and I know it was, like, yeah. Is good for its own right type of thing, but like man, like the like the the frame rate was all over the place, and like the animations were terrible, and like just doing like certain things, like like doing like a kill execution or stuff like that, just looked, like just like garbage to me. And then it's like, oh man, I, I don't think I could ever go back to this game, or at least I had to be like away from it for a long time before I go back to it. Um, yeah. but man, days gone. It, <laughs> like it, like ever since it came out, like and it's funny too, cause like. It's something I've said from like the beginning, like ever since ever since we first seen that game, it was like, "Huh, this is a, this is a game that like I'm going to buy and probably pay for a couple of hours and like I'll be done with it and like and I was you know I'm I'm obviously okay with that. I have the um, I'm fortunate to, enough to have like the uh, the the green, I guess you would say to like the the the, the waste my money that way <laughs> in a way, but like um y- you know like. And the, like for me personally, like it, it, it was interesting just, just to play that game. I mean, I, wanted to, I wanted to see it for myself. Obviously I could have red boxed it or um not anymore, but like or game flighted it and like just try it out then or wait for a sale, but like um it wasn't even really like a FOMO thing. It was like I wanna have like a judgment of far as like um as far as something I I could see that isn't for me and like doesn't seem like the quality of what games that I like to play, but like, you know, just have perspective of certain things and like um it, it was sixty dollars worth of a perspective um look, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean perspective is important though. I mean we, we talked about it uh I think it was probably a podcast towards April or, or March of this year. Um that I talked about how, you know, playing uh playing a seven for for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, truly there is no better term. Seven is a great thing. But playing a seven helps you appreciate a ten right and if you play nothing but tens, they're all gonna feel like eight right <laughs> like like that's i think ultimately where I was getting at and i and i think I think that's a little bit of the problem playstation has with their with their first party array and and i the reason um, to give a little perspective is I, I think why we're gonna focus a lot on what they do, obviously when we say we've been super critical of playstation's first party games like also microsoft because there haven't been any, you know <laughs> you know nintendo i i feel like genuinely is the only one that's like killing it for me personally and i, I think in a lot of ways for you as well um, um no but no
1: yeah but it's something i like i appreciate and like for people like you and like for my best friend katie who's like just wanted like the nintendo experience on a console again like they're doing that for her hand-fistedly and like she's she's been loving her switch um uh, playing nearly every like exclusive game that came out like she got paper mario and she's enjoying that right now so you yeah
0: know. mm-hmm. i mean like i just mean N- Nintendo has had more hits for me uh and big hits for me than than microsoft and and probably sony at this point but you know they, they've been pretty neck and neck i think there's just this it's difficult to talk about playstation games because mm-hmm. the fervor of the playstation community not to put everyone in this hole there are a lot of people that fit in this hole is like this hyper kind of like imperial, imperialistic like we're better than everyone else mentality and and you know everybody in each camp uh, which there shouldn't be camps at all but there are and this is the reality we live in everybody in each camp does that um, depending on where uh, their quote unquote platform of choice is, is at you know the, the 360 era of Xbox fanboys is not great you know just like any era of Nintendo fanboys is typically not great mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think there is just such a, a clear domination uh, of PlayStation games that it has changed the perception uh, that their games can do no wrong and that each and every one of them are ground shatteringly groundbreaking video games mm. uh, when I just don't think they are. And I, I think anytime you try and have that conversation, you either get shouted into nothingness. Um, you know, this is a safe pace, luckily. So yeah. you know, we're going to say whatever the hell we want. Um, but it. it it makes talking about PlayStation like kind of gross for me, and I, I think that's why a lot of my opinion is super critical of them uh, now because they have tried to make the conversation: "We are the best. We deliver games that are, you know, untenably great. Like there's no comparison to anything else." When we release they a game, it's gonna be
1: an eight or above. Period.
0: Yeah, when we release a game, it's gonna, everyone's gonna be talking about it. Uh, and and we'll 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 settle for no less. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just like a level of arrogance that PlayStation themselves has, and then that that reflects onto the fan base and the way they they push PlayStation out and about. Um, that it makes it hard to be like critical of what they're doing overall, because you know, anytime you try and break that armor uh, and, and try and pick it apart a, a little bit, you know, there are all these other components that try and protect it. Um, but I, I think a lot of what they do as a whole should be judged as a whole. And, and, you know, we, we've been having a lot of private conversations and texts about like a lot of the moves that they make because they're super anti-consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that there's a larger conversation to have with that. But like, I, I think, you know, they, they got a little bit of prestige, uh, toward the end of last generation with the last of us. Right. Um, even like uncharted two was, was a big prestige moment for them. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and you know the, then they they started working that Naughty Dog workhorse um, to the point where like I, I feel like they carried PlayStation to this point so that way PlayStation could then give money to all these studios uh, and have them kind of attempt their own take on that and 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 kind of apply themselves to this this rubric uh, that a lot of their games kind of fall into. And for me, like I love single player games, uh, and I and I love single player stories. I love stories in games, but when they all start to kind of gel together and it, they feel like they're coming from the same creative place, uh, it really it really wore on me. And uh-huh. and like I I realized that certainly before the Last of Us Part Two, but I think it was getting there and playing that game where I was like, man, like they made this not as special as it used to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> you you know what I right. mean? Uh, and, and, and that's, I think, what we're, we're going to talk about. Where, where do you want to start? Do you want to just start with the, the games that they've put out and, uh, or, or just kind of where they're at now?
1: Um, something I just want to know out of curiosity, cause like, um, um, obviously it fell flat for me. Um, but like, I, like, I, I just don't know like how at the end of the day you felt about it was, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, do you feel that was like the most refreshing one for them that's been coming out for the last few years or do you feel like that's still of a template thing like that's kind of how i felt um unfortunately like like it it has like all the the makings of something i would like but like uh i mean like female protagonist and like you're in a dinosaur robot world and like this that's an interesting concept in itself but like um there was something about it that just felt like too cookie cutter for me as far as like like, if you want to, like, put something in, like, um, like, a in a mixer or, like, um, in, like, a garbage disposal or something like that to make it, like, one cohesive thing, it's, like, let's, let's put it all in, the, let's put in all the elements that make something game of the year, just to get the game of the year or something like that, and then, like, it comes out, and that's Horizon Zero Dawn, at least that's how it was for me, um, because, like, nothing was, nothing, nothing felt too stellar enough for me to, like, be above and beyond, or like how like how pe- some people who are generally love who generally love the game, and like I wish I was there with them, I'm just not um, and like it's something like you know I, I want to give a second chance to eventually when I um get around to it um how did you feel about horizon zero thought cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, and no you're good i I appreciate the the setup no i it's it's intricate i I finished it you know a few weeks ago, uh, I think two months ago at this point, you know it all bleeds together in quarantine, but um. Yeah, so it's pretty fresh in my mind, uh, which is good. Uh, and it's it's a three year old game. The, the, so like the things that I, I like about it, right? I like the story. I think it's fine. You know, like a lot of people, I think, just refer to it as like the best science fiction story in video games, or the best science fiction story in like the last five to ten years or whatever. Mm. Um, which is still Mass Effect Two. We all know it. <laughs> we all we've all been there. We all we all know. Um, but you know, and then soon we're we're getting a ten year gap of that, so so soon I won't compare to everything. But until there's a better, goddamn fucking science fi sci fi game, you know, I'm gonna still keep bringing it up. Um, but I so I like the story. I I don't know how much of this is true, but I, I feel like it's true, and it, this is my interpretation of it. But but you know, you get a lot of choices in that game where you get to choose kind of like this heart, this brain, or this fist, right? Right? Uh-huh. Like the these kind of three tones that Aloy can adopt. Um and I felt that as I chose one over and over again, which I chose the heart a lot, I felt that she as as she was outside of those choices started to kind of veer in that direction of, of like being a little bit more empathetic of like I get that this sucks, but you know, hey, we get we got to we got to move on together. We got to choose to be better than this. Um which I really liked. So so a lot of the monologue that she has at the end I thought was more of the heart version of that monologue than the fist or brain Uh and and you get what felt like a lot of dialogue that, that comes from that same place and it kind of changed her character. It felt like she grew in a direction that I took her um, by the end of it that I actually really liked. So, so a big part of, of what carried me through the end of that game was Aloy herself Uh and how she went from being this very hard person to at least being able to be compassionate with, with other people. And, and and understanding that you know she has lost a lot and everyone has lost a lot um and and those kind of character aspects always you, you know always speak to me right. um but it was it, it felt really great that I that I kind of took her there um and i i, I really like the the combat um so so i it felt like a a good mesh of what monster hunter had and also like playing it again i really got the idea that in this world the technology was—I I mentioned this on the podcast, but it's—it's it's like the equivalent of fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. So, in my head, I, I was able to kind of flip that switch in my head, in my head twice. Um, and and soon I'm I'm shooting the the frost arrows, but it's like I'm shooting magic ice arrows, and then I'm shooting the fire arrows. I'm shooting magic fire arrows, or the the sound arrows are like force magic arrows, you know. And and, and it's like oh, like this is really them. Doing high fantasy in a modern through a modern aesthetic, and that really changed how I saw a lot of the aesthetic and the, and the, and the creatures, and it turned it into a fantasy game with a just a different coat of paint on it, which turned made everything way more interesting and appealing to me. Um, and I like science fiction, I just like fantasy more. So so seeing the world as fantastical in spite of the science um, made the aesthetic like almost like transcend to a whole other level of like oh wow they're doing something if this was the intent which i I feel like it might have been um they're doing something really really cool here what i didn't like was like walking around the the quest log a lot of the ui i I think is whatever i think it plays into obviously the 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 theme of the game and and the visual themes of the game but Uh i just it's it's gross (laughs) it's grody a little bit um gets the job done but could be faster could look better things like that reminds me a little bit of the kingdoms of Omlor menus which are also bad um and and the open world stuff of it uh honestly felt the most weird and and out of place um but yeah i don't want to say it felt refreshing but it did feel different (laughs) than the than like god of war and last of us Uh and uncharted 4 and and all that and I, i like some of those games but uh they they feel similar um and I, I feel like Horizon with how things were blowing up around you all the time and how many tools you had at your disposal and the weapon wheel, they, they at the very least created a different feeling experience that I was invested in the character, I was invested in the story. Um and yeah, like that that's probably gonna be of their new games, uh, this this generation, that's probably gonna end up being my favorite. Mm. Um but also like Death Stranding's pretty good, you know. Like, like, yeah. I I go back and forth between between those two, and, and 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 I I see and appreciate the effort in in their other outings that that we're gonna talk about. It just uh, they just don't work. So so, it, it gives me hope that that much like Horizon works for me, and and maybe maybe if they make Forbidden West feel a little bit less cookie cutter, um it'll even work more and, and I'll, I'll be able to care about it. But you know, I still have like stuff like Ratchet and Clank and all that. Uh, it's, it's the other games that like everybody calls amazing <laughs> that I feel like are just either fine or not amazing that, that I think drive me up a wall. But it, like, you know, I think we have a similar feeling about them. Kind of like how you feel about horizon. What was it that, that like broke you with that game? Anything in particular or was it just the whole picture?
1: I mean, like when it came out at the bad time, uh, 2017 was a big year for me as far as video games. So mm-hmm. like, um,
0: it was what, right before near Automata for you? Yes. Right before Breath of the Wild for me. I mean, that's why I didn't play it until now. Mm. So.
1: Yeah, it's just like one of those things, um, like that I tried multiple times and like I, the intro's not the, the the best, um, as far as like, um, getting you started and getting you going. Um, so like, you know, I've restarted that game like probably three or four times, like trying to like, um, you know, like remember the controls and like, uh, to get back into it and just like I just keep falling off of it again. And like there are general moments where it's like um you know like you know I I shoot a dinosaur and then like he falls down and then like one comes behind me, and then I dodge out of the way and like those great moments when you like um get like the the game flow to the way you want it to and like it, it looks awesome and epic. It seems like a cutscene but now you're actually playing type of thing one of those like bayonet moments for me. Um yeah. and there there are moments like that. Um it, it just like um I guess it's, it's too wide it's too <laughs> no yeah um yeah like uh, i don't know man it's like it's just one of those things that just like this is probably just not for me and that's fine um Like 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 as soon as like the sequel uh, the sequel trailer showed up and i saw that like she didn't have like a different appearance like that just like psh, i'm out like that's just a dumb stupid superficial reason but like it's just like
0: <laughs> she'll, the, the, she'll look different when that game actually comes out and all that but it it made that whole thing feel like it was just and i, I told you this like it, something that was probably real parts of that game but it made it all feel like this is just fake footage. <laughs> you know like like this seems like we had to put a trailer together for this um but like you know she i i've gotten to the point where you get like the the ultimate armor in that game, like the hidden armor, which I don't know if you know this, but it gives you shields, which is amazing. Uh Um, Essentially just a full health bar of shields that regenerates. Um, And it feels, the shitty part about that is once you get it, you're like, this is how this game should have been this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you know, I've seen that and that looks cool. I don't know why they couldn't just put her in that outfit. Um, Just to make it feel like, canonize that I always like that when you like get armor by the end of the game and then like that's the armor you start the next game with like that shit's really they did that in, uh, in like Ratchet and Clank I think two to three uh, you start three with the best armor from two uh, yeah. and and it's cool yeah like back when you upgraded armor in Ratchet and Clank games, uh, way back in the PS2 days um, and it, you know like that stuff's cool and I get it so don't don't you dare feel shitty about it to me <laughs> Um
1: do you want to say what like um generally like what we feel the template is as far as like the modern games now as far as um Sony
0: Sure, it's it's you know it's third person behind the back uh with with and I think there is always a sacrifice of video game for in immersion, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh and 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 it's great, sure, I like being immersed, but like the whole one shot God of War thing, yo, I'm here to drop the hot take that it's a bad idea. <laughs> 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 like like i I think it's so dumb and i th- i i i like i i get it and i i i want to appreciate it, but like the especially in that game when you make such a big deal out of it visually, it's all i notice uh and, and i I think once you take that that veneer down, like in god of war there's a there's like the those character conversations you have in the boat. Uh, and if you, they get interrupted, they're like, What were you we talking about? Oh, yeah. And then they, they do that same thing. And now, you know, that was in Uncharted 4, and, that, and it was in Uncharted Lost Legacy, and it's in Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's in God of War, and it's in The Last of Us Part 2. And it's like, I. How does how does this not bother anyone that the exact same thing like used to create immersion is just being taken out of one game and put into another game as if it should be in all video games? When arguably it shouldn't have been in that first game. It was a cool thing in Uncharted 4 when you get out of the truck to do a thing and then get back in and they pick up where they left off. Right. And it should have died there. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you, you you can do that once... And it's great, and the, every time after that you do it, I think it's way less great. Like, not just less great, it's a significantly diminished. Um, so, like, the 12th time that it happened in God of War, I was like, I really wish you had a better way to tell me stories in this game than forcing them into these moments that are supposed to feel special, but that are just like every other moment. Like, like it just... I know. I know. It's like crazy for people to think like, oh, you you didn't get lost in Mythene or whatever the the head stories are. It's like no, because it was just like I'm in the boat now, so it's, I gotta you know hear the hear a story again. Uh, and 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 like instead of us finding like the moments when they don't do that are great in God of War, like when you find the the giant that that's the corpse, the ice giant corpse yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and it's like you're hearing about it, and and you're like, oh man, like th- this is really cool to see. And and and, and you're telling me, it just, it feels like God of War is like working tw- like twelve hours of overtime to tell you all about. Here's our interpretation interpretation of of Norse mythology and all the stories that we're going to make relevant or bring back. Um, and I think back to the original three God of War games, where like you know, the Titans were explained when they came into the story or or you meet the, the dude that's getting his liver eaten by the, the Eagle every day. I forget his name. Um, ancient Greek myth figure, but you don't hear the story. You, they assume, you know, the story Uh. and then they show it to you and they challenge that assumption. And, and I, I, that doesn't work for mythology that people are less familiar with. I get it, but I would rather you just show me what is important. just, just, Tell me what matters, and 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 the stories will become relevant as as they go. Like you know, you, even the the side quest where you release the three dragons or whatever, and they were like three dwarven brothers or something. Yeah. Like I liked that story. That was I still remember that story because we went and saw them and and we did that. But the stuff were like all of those cabinet opening things where they were atreus like tells you a story afterwards i was i don't remember any of that <laughs> <laughs> like i think one of them was about thor and and you know like all this stuff about thor's kids it's like show me his sons show me his shitty two sons the nolan north Trey baker sons and, and 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 like i'll i'll care but like god of war is just doing so much work to to build the world out and and it's all exactly the same You know, like, Uh no two stories are told differently in God of War aside from voiceover. And that's, you know, again, like, all this stuff works for people. I get it. I recognize it. But take that and look at Uncharted 4, Horizon Zero Dawn, Last of Us Part 2. All these games are literally doing all those exact same things to world build, I'm doing air quotes, uh, or contextualize or whatever. And it's just, I, I get it. I appreciate it. But if if all of your studios and all of your games are starting to essentially do all of the same things to tell what amounts to all the same stories, you know, like I I feel like that's the 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 trap that they fall into is like all these stories just start to feel the same. The all hero it feels like uh yeah you know and and, and or, or you know even more archetypes that that they they just kind of fall into like the father son story of God of War is not. That dissimilar than the father daughter story of the Last of Us Part One, you know, mm-hmm. like especially like the idea ugh, we're gonna have to spoil the in of God of War because pop off, gang, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs>
1: this is, this is war. Yeah, I got I gotta get
0: this <laughs> off my fucking chest. <laughs> and we, I don't think you and I have ever talked about this. I don't know. Um But so God of War, everybody loves the ending of this game. And I'm sorry. Listen, if you were listening, if Barrett Courtney is listening and, and loves God of War. I'm so sorry. I like I get it. I. I'm not judging you, I, <laughs> I'm i with you, like, love it, please. But this was just how I felt walking out of that game at the very end. We, the very end, you, you go to Jotunheim, spread the ashes, it's great, and leading up to that, we get this look at all of these images in Jotunheim that presumably the Giants and, and maybe Atreus' mother, Kratos' lost wife, put there herself or themselves... Um, that essentially show the whole story of that game was predetermined uh, and all the, the big beats in that game were all known and prophesized, including this thing of Atreus is going to kill Kratos mm-hmm. um, and one very similar to the ending of The Last of Us Part 1 <laughs> like I understand different you know Joel lied to Ellie whatever but like we've built this relationship up and we're going to the intent of that ending is like, there is now conflict, right? Uh-huh. It's very much like a similar narrative through line of like, we build a relationship to insert conflict. It works for the last of us because that is literally the end of that game. Um, and, and it in a vacuum, right? The, where they don't continue that story on and into areas I consider far less interesting that it creates this very difficult relationship that the player has to sit with. Um, In God of War, my feeling at the end of it is like, cool, everything I did was already known and didn't mean anything. Uh. And I know that's not true. I get it. Like, I'm not a dumbass. I understand prophecy and, and there's great storytelling within prophecy and whatever. But it made me feel like that at the end and Kratos then doesn't tell Atreus that he sees this thing of him getting killed by Atreus and is like... begrudging like well anyway and moves on and it's like well fucking what did kratos learn at the end of this Uh. nothing (laughs) you know he the point is talk to your son he doesn't talk to his son at the end instead he tells (laughs) him the story of how he gets he got his name he knew this warrior this brave man named atreus um that they probably had sex, by the way, Spartans were fucking all the time. <laughs> so just by the way, just let, I wanted to put that in everybody's head. Um, but you know, he knew this brave warrior Trey who tells him the story of, of how he got, you know, his name and whatever. Uh, and it's like, supposed to be this somber, beautiful moment. And I'm just sitting here like, this sucks. <laughs> like, are you, do you get it? Do you at least get where I'm coming from? I'm not yeah, just, like, uh, all this didn't matter what happens next I don't give a shit about because I don't like Atreus so like if he kills Kratos like whatever there's going to be conflict between them and 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 instead of Kratos like exploring those feelings of, of like clearly in a lot of ways throughout this journey he's alienated his son and in a lot of ways they've gotten closer together and instead of focusing on the ways that they're distant they're they're just like well they're closer now so it's all good um and pretends like all the other things that they're going to bring up and attempt to surprise the player with in future games to create conflict between them are just going to feel cheap and shitty like i i think that's also the thing of like seeing how all these stories are similar similar makes me feel like i know how they're all going to end do you
1: feel at least in the, in the case of God of War that like you know, like like, the biggest criticism about God of War is Kratos, like, That no one likes him. He's a shitty character. Didn't you bring him into this game? He's still kind of a shitty character, but, like... they're
0: But they gave him depth,
1: which yeah. I appreciate. So, so... But do you think that depth was kind of fake or forced on? Or...
0: I don't know. Like, I don't
1: care. In a way that make you empathetic? Kind of like a Joker situation where it's like, oh, we're gonna make you empathetic for this fucking serial killer, and like, it, it worked for some people, it didn't work for me type of thing, so, I don't know.
0: Sure. I, I I don't care as much for God of War pre-2018. So, mm-hmm. I mean, let alone after 2018, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but I, so I don't have that attachment to that. The character was literally nothing to me before. Like, I played through God of War 1, 2, and 3. And I, I don't know if I finished 2, but uh, I don't think I did. But I've seen it. You know, I've watched my brother play through all these. and. You know, I, I'm i all for the attempt to make Kratos a, a more interesting character, but I feel like, and, and, and it's with all stories, like, the, there needs to be accountability, right? Like, I still don't think he is accountable for his actions, and I don't think he changes all that much. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I think they, they give... Meaning to how he is the way he is, but they don't change that. Which I, you know, I think is probably the more honest approach to storytelling is like this character has been how he is for probably like 800 years, uh, and 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 continues, he's going to continue to be like that for hundreds of years in the future of his immortal life. I, I understand, I appreciate them more like, well, yeah, he's still rough, he's still an asshole but we want to make this person likable. What I don't like is just that he killed his daughter. He killed his wife. These are things we never talk about. He should know that he needs to be better to be a better parent. Uh. He's seen what this happens, but we, we only take from that story what we want and bring it into this story. That's the stuff that I don't like. Uh. You know what I mean? If you're going to be honest to the character, be honest to the whole character. Have uh, Kratos sit down and tell Atreus that he killed his child before. And that's why he's so afraid of getting close to him. Have a genuine difficult conversation or don't pretend like you are. You know, I I feel like God of War is pretending that it's having these intimate, wonderful moments where Kratos is genuinely opening up and becoming empathetic to Atreus. No, he's not. Everything that actually matters is as close to the chest as... At the end of that game as it was at the beginning of the game. What? He just showed him his swords. You know? What was the
1: moment where he spoke to him? I don't I know there's a moment, but I don't know exactly what he was talking about.
0: There there's there's the moment when he... he, he Seeing that he's was like, oh, the... he's
1: seen he was a god. That's what he was. That's all it was. Yeah,
0: where he tells him he's a god, and then Atreus is super shitty afterwards, which also seems super out of character for him. You know, like like we I, I've complained about like that whole section of that game, yeah, I think is bad. It's the worst part of the game. <laughs> um not because like yeah, kids get shit like I I have so many parents tell me like yeah, kids get shitty like that and and uh. they flip on a dime like that. And I'm like, "Okay, I get it." But like you've established this character to be super receptive to other people's feelings. And that's like a superpower of his. Like he can feel what other people feel to the point where he can understand them. Um and and, and you you've established that like his characteristics make him like this and and, and he is like this. So him being petty is out of character for a and that's not how Kratos has acted. So them portraying that because Kratos is a God that he got that arrogance from Kratos, like that's also out of left field and and out of line. And we know that when he was around his mother, he never acted like that. Obviously we, we get a lot of what her character was like. So it just feels like they wanted to have a, a bratty moment uh-huh. and, and it, it, it never feels earned. And then they, once it's over, it's just over, and they don't ever talk about it, ever. Uh-huh. They, uh, He's like, I'm sorry I was being shitty, and Kratos is like, listen, boy. And then it goes on. I'm like, that's it. That's the whole, that's it. It's not like a long conversation. It's not a, like, I've seen my child die before. It, there, there's nothing <laughs> genuine and real happens in that whole game. And that's why I'm like... Who cried? Who cried during that? Like, w- at what moment? <laughs> like, yeah. who cares? Who, who cares about any of these people? Like, Kratos is still shitty. Interesting, but shitty. Atreus, any attempt they went w- to make him interesting, failed. Freya, don't even get me Woo. fucking started on that, <laughs> dog. <laughs> uh, choke, choke choke, me, son. Choke me, guys, please. Oh, like, yeah. the grossest shit in the world. And, and it is awful and irredeemable um i think and it is so unreal to how a character who suffered abuse would would react i just ah, yeah so so like i but like the moment you put this critical lens on god of war you you're just shouted to nothingness you know obviously again not here but like to to the people that are like maybe listening to this and have already turned it off cuz whatever <laughs> but <laughs> but like that feel that that vehement defensiveness of it and I get it, you know, i felt very similarly about Persona 5 recently and and, and but like I internalize that and I, I try and work through it. Right. Um it it it's just like I I don't know, like are you defending God of War because it spoke to you or are you defending like all these games because they feel a way that you really like? You know, I'm not trying to trivialize anyone's enjoyment of this, but uh I I just feel like like take God of War and look at it in a bigger picture and it's like what makes this game really special?: Maybe the combat. There's an argument to be had there. I spent a lot of time in my review talking about how great the combat is, so That's really good. but, but I, I think, yeah, it's just it's tough, man. It's tough to talk about this for me. Yeah. This is the most open I've been about my criticisms of these games, probably in any format, so <laughs> we'll see how people feel <laughs> about me after this. Um, do you want to talk about the Last of Us? Because I I feel like there that that worked for you to some extent, right? But I don't know how you feel about it now. It's been a few weeks.
1: Um, yeah, it, it still works for me. Uh, it works for me just as far as like um kind of sound pretentious about it, but like as like an RP type of thing. Where it's like, oh, there's there's certain moments of this. Or there's a lot of moments of this that like um I generally didn't enjoy. Um, oh, let me get to this part. And when I played this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's when I got to the island. Um, I guess spoilers for Last Bus Part Two. If you haven't finished that, but like, um, it was like when I got to the island and like, um, you know, I was I was uh, with playing as Abby and um, and we were like, uh, we were just doing the stuff on the island and like, basically, it, it came to a point and it it was in, when I was playing it there, it was just like, like, I was got I was just got so done with just playing the game. Because, like, it's something that's, like, clicked into my head. It was just, like, I don't want to play this anymore. Like I, I kind of just I, I like I'm interested. I want to see how this go because I have to see. Yeah. I have to see how this game ends. But like I'm just so done as far as playing it. And it's not like I don't enjoy the combat. I enjoy the combat in that game. That game is actually very fun to play. And, and like like when I, when I was playing it, I was like, oh, when factions is, becomes a thing, um, the multiplayer mode, like yeah, people, I'll, I'll play. Yeah, it for people sure. People are gonna freak it because like that's gonna be like so open and so cool, so new, and like people are gonna love this. Um, but like I. But for some reason, it's just, like, I just... I was just done playing it. So, like, literally every combat encounter, when I got to that island, I just ran through it. So, like, I ran through all of Abbey stuff. And then, like, um... Um. after Abby bites um, Ellie, then, like, um, you know, I did all that, and then as soon as I controlled Ellie, and then I found out the game was still going, that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm really not gonna play more of this stuff, so I just, I ran through all this stuff with Ellie, so, like, so, like, only, like, the parts that were walled off, like, um, it was like, I, I got tired of the game I guess you could say being me is bullshit, as far as, like, the game part of it at least as far as like oh we gotta mm-hmm. like um we have to have this combat session we have to wall this part off so you have to play this part and all but like i got so dumb about the video game aspect of it that I was like i i just i just want to see this game i just want to see the end of this game and I, I want to be done with it and like i got to the end of it and i I finished it and then, like cool i'm done talked to my best friend about it um she really enjoyed it as well um i never told her about like me running past that part but like um you know, we had a really good and interesting conversation about, like, uh, the story and how we felt about it, um, about how heavy it is and blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, generally, like, we we both felt like the best parts of the game were the flashbacks, which is like... Um,
0: I feel like it's so telling. Yeah.
1: yeah, like, it's, it's like a general criticism of the game that, like, um, the stuff that you wanted to see that, like, is, is literally at the end of the game. Um, in in parts in the middle, like um, the museum was really good and stuff like that. Like um, because it's like there's so much misery in that game, but like I think when it has the wholesome moments, I think it's it's really it really hits hard. I think it's really really good. It's like it's it's completely stellar, and I love that game for that. Um, but like what you and me both said, like um, it's probably not a game I'll ever play again. And it's not like because like I dislike it or anything like that. Like I I love it about as much as I love Red Dead Redemption 2 which is also like a critical game that's way too long and like um ask a lot from the player as far as mechanics and like you really just want to see the next scene but like you have to go through all this other bullshit to get to the next scene
0: yeah Yeah. um but
1: yeah i I, there's a general appreciation of that game i i I do love that game but like if you ask me which is a better game this or ghost or ghost of tsushima like i'll put ghost every time because i'm i'm enjoying that game as a video game and like sort sure, of story's not completely there for me as far as like certain moments and like the main character not the most, uh, the most compelling to me Jin but Jin Jen is growing for me I'm still in the middle of the game so it probably gets a lot better who knows it might get worse um,
0: I feel like his the, hopefully the ending of his story the resolution of it will, will put him in a better place in your heart yeah that's my hope at least yeah and
1: like there's a general enjoyment of me playing that game and being in that game and like these are two different things obviously like um but like it's kind of like what um, Gerard said, and what I really appreciated from um, um his review of, of the last of yeah, Us. yeah.
0: Please, everyone listening to this, please go watch the completionist Last of Us Part Two review. It's absolutely phenomenal. He says every all of my issues with that game way better than I could.
1: Yeah, but it it really got to a point where like I'm enjoying this more as a movie than in the actual video game, and like you know I've always heard that criticism as far as like the Last of Us, even like the Uncharted games, but like. This is where it really got to the point where it's like I'm, I'm I got done playing it and like that that's never happened before for me as far as like oh I just I really just want to move on um you know other than Shadow of the Hedgehog but that's a different thing so but but yeah Shadow
0: of the Hedgehog is always a different thing <laughs> yeah yeah I so I'm I'm playing through the game slowly I'm gonna play more tonight with my roommate my best friend Damian how far is he and you know he's uh he so he just he's about to get to. The first night of Seattle, day one with Abby. Okay. Um, so, and, and and you know, I feel like he's having a lot more of the stereotypical gamer experience with the Last of Us Part Two, um, which has been great for me because I'm like, I always tell him like I'm so critical of everything. Like, it, you know, I, I tell a lot of people like watching stuff and movies and everything as a critic is awful because you you, you very rarely find something to enjoy unless it fully clicks with you Mm -hmm. um uh or or it's enough of a thing close to you that you can kind of turn your heart off or turn your brain off and just let your heart speak for you um like frozen Two or something right um so so his perspective like you know when he got through joel's death and all that he he was like naughty dog did it again they got me Sarah, all over again. And I was like, "Wow!" I did not have the reaction, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I didn't tell of that, but I was like, "Wow!" Like, I totally had the opposite of that feeling. Of like, you know, I thought it was interesting, but like, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't taken aback. I wasn't. T- I wasn't crying at all. I wasn't upset actually. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, this makes sense." Yeah, it's weird. It's um, weird.
1: Just thinking about that moment. Like, um, I can't really remember what I was thinking i guess i guess what i was thinking immediately it was like oh this is just the first trailer so like am i going to see like some ghost bullshit like later on that i that, i kept capping them online God, yeah that's all i was yeah, afraid i was like, is, like
0: mm. really hope i don't see some ghost chill bullshit. <laughs> um man like that whole theory at the gate of like yeah the cordyceps in ellie's brain is starting to make her see shit i was like man <laughs> y'all got y'all gotta stop <laughs> um and to be fair like those people were more right than i was right. and i'm still bummed about that <laughs> i'm still upset about it so like to talk about it, a little bit of my feelings with it uh because i i talked about it with logan moore um and there's a there's a great dual shocker spoiler cast on it where i'm the only person who didn't like the game <laughs> uh which i feel really bad about but but I, I you know hopefully i added some perspective to that right um I, you know, I like a lot of the story that's in this game. I don't like how it's told mm-hmm. <clears throat> i I think they fail all the characters by how it's told. um I was saying on the dual structure spoiler cast I would have wa- I would have liked this game way more if you played Abby first um if you if the game started imagine an if the game started with the flashback sequence to Abby meeting her father. Uh, and in the zoo in uh-huh. St. Mary in Salt Lake City uh-huh. if the game started with that and then we cut to you know and we know kind of what's going on but with all these characters we don't know and then we cut to Abby going and seeing her her father's corpse and that's how it started and then it cuts to uh, like there's so many ways to do it but I, cutting to the the flashback sequences and essentially telling a story with Ellie I I I would love to have played that whole Abby perspective, um, like intro back and forth with them, but a lot more Abby, her killing Joel, and then Ellie's reaction, and then playing through Seattle Day One as Abby, like one because that would have been super surprising, and, and two when you come back, I think it adds a lot of that weight to those actions. They're supposed to feel weightless, so that way when you come back through, you you have the thing is you never see like with, with Abby's story. We never see Nora again. We never see Jordan again, or all these other characters again. We just, you know, know that they die off-screen somewhere in Ellie's story. Right, Um, right, right. And 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 so like meeting them and then seeing them die as Ellie would have like had the impact in that moment. But you know, can't change how it is. Um, But you know that that was a lot of my criticism then. Now it just, you know, I just think that there's too much, there's too much combat in this game, dude. Like, uh. watching Damien play in Abby, like, her day one, like, like in the part where you leave Manny behind and go to, like, go off toward the aquarium to then be captured and, and, and you have that great sequence at night. But, like, between leaving Manny behind, so the end of, like, the first half of day one and going to the aquarium there's like three back-to-back encounters that are so long and and I think like the Ellie part of that game is just paced more sparingly because obviously day one is early in the total tone of the game um. but also you know she she's just she, a lot less happens with Ellie like there's a lot less fighting in Ellie's game mm-hmm. um. and going through it again and, and having the perspective of where it goes Like, I know in all of Abby's days, there's, like, five to eight encounters every day. In, like, day one of Seattle, there's, like, depending on how long you spend with the open world part, not including that, it's, like, four. Uh, And it's, like, it's just there's so much fighting in that game. And and it is so brutal. It's so violent. I get it. I'm supposed to feel awful when I shoot a guy in the neck by accident and I have to listen to his death curl for 30 seconds. Right. (laughs) I get it. It's just there's too much of it. I'm sorry everyone that's like how how does everyone think this game's too long? Because the game's too it's, long. It's like, honestly too long. It's like I I, lo- I just played cross code for fucking eighty hours, y'all. And it's you're doing the same shit over and over again in that game. I love that game of death, but you are going and, and grinding hedgehogs over and over again. <laughs> like and just getting materials and crafting stuff. Even like if you participate in the end game of it, the way the end game in that game works is you get items that let you go through all the five areas of the game again but the enemies are stronger and drop rarer items so it's literally you fighting all the same shit again and I was like no 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 <laughs> like let me eat this up because like that is a game that knows the kind of game it is it leans into the kind of the kind of game it is itself The Last of Us is the kind of game it is which is I think better when it is truncated better when it is tight better when it is a, a focused narrative with characters that, that you can remember th- all the names of, <laughs> you know, like huh. Last of Us Part 2 is 30 hours long with 18 to 20 characters, all of which don't matter <laughs> except for two, really, except for three I guess. Um, even Dina doesn't fucking matter by the end of that game, you know like, like it matters because of how it affects Ellie, but it's like Ellie, Lev and Abby, those are the only fucking characters that matter in that game, um, and and I feel like we don't actually get as much time with them as we should compared to the 20 other characters that Whose names I all forget. It's just, yeah, it's it's, it's too much going on. It, it it's the, the story does a disservice to all those characters, and like honestly, it just felt like The Walking Dead all over again. It just, I've seen all this before. Moral morality is gray. Tribalism is awful. People still do it, and they're going to continue to do it. Like at the end of the game, I believe Ellie's changed. I really don't know if Abby has, um, honestly, uh, and and she walked away from Ellie. But that doesn't mean that, you know, she'll walk away again. That doesn't mean that she's not going to the Fireflies just so that way she can kill Ellie. Like we don't. I, I have nothing to believe that. Uh, and and if I can't even believe in the the characters that you spent half the game setting up, like I just don't. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you. Um.
1: um I, I slightly disagree. Um. I think those, there are characters in that game that like generally let you feel. Um. That you remember him. like I remember Manny, I remember Owen, I remember uh, Nora. Though you know, I should about but...
0: Manny when I when I think of him is all of the 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 you know like George Cruz and 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 uh, like multiple people that have come up to me and and, and I've talked to you about this game. They're like, yeah, wow, really fun. That the only Hispanic character is also the only character that speaks every third word in Spanish. You know, like like all of these stereotypes. Like this character, I wanted to be likable. I just kept thinking about him spitting on Joel and how they the the game feels like it doesn't want me to like him. And also, he is like a walking stereotype that that disheartens me in a, in a great in a, in a game that that does great with its representation. Otherwise, mm. it, like, uh, so like I I didn't like Manny. You know, like I, I didn't like any of those characters. My my thing with Manny is like um
1: like I I generally liked him as a as a character. I thought like he had like some good interesting like parts like in the stadium stuff like that. And I thought he had like, a good connection with um. Um, abby like my thing is with him though it was just like when he got offed it was just like a nothing thing like she just walked away from that and it barely affected her at all like it's, it's never brought up again about him and and, yeah. it's, and that's what really like that's the thing where it's like there's too many characters in this in this game where it's like
0: sure i mean all of those characters died and abby says once you killed all my friends and then never talks about any of them ever again and, and I, like, to be honest, I don't believe Abby actually gives a shit about any of those people, except for Owen. Like, and, and, and that's, I, I think a lot of Abby is a soldier, and she has a very hard exterior, and, and she, she isn't very nice, you know? Like, which is fine, you know? Like, like I know people like that. I, I get it. Um, but, like, at no point did I really believe in her connection with Manny. Like, like at no point did I believe that she cared about Nora uh and, and it, part of that is because we are introduced to these characters and we see them on screen together for a total of th- three three minutes maybe you know uh manny aside but a lot of the you know mel mel and manny we get to spend time with owen will we get a lot of time with owen clearly gets so much more attention hmm. than the rest of the characters um and, and even <laughs> oh, still like like Owen's oh, a piece of shit i'm sorry like you don't you don't fucking bang your
1: girlfriend and then like have a baby with her, and it's like like I just dropped this all this for you like nah that you don't do that i'm sorry
0: but but like Owen is supposed to be that is true, but like Owen is supposed to be our Abby's surrogate uh conscience right and and he's the only person that brings up the the fact that the fireflies kind of sucked, and that the w l f clearly kind of suck and and that the scars maybe suck but but there are people in there too uh. And so we have this character that does these, like, passively despicable things that we never talk about, Hmm. uh, that is never talked about by any of the characters themselves, um, except for Mel, who, you know, goes off on Abby that one time. But then, Mm -hmm. like, are we supposed to agree with Mel? Is what Mel said the reason why Abby leaves? doesn't leave Lev behind? I don't know. And they never do a good good enough job to make me believe any of these relationships actually have effects on any of these characters, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I know Ellie is sad at the end of the game because she goes back to her house and Dina's not there. But I don't really care about the relationship right? Because
1: Where's where's Dina gonna go? Uh, There's only one other place. Where's literally (laughs) one place? So if she, if she, if, if she literally wanted to make up to her, she knows where to go, and she could do something about that.
0: Boom, that's in your name. And like Ellie can feel like shit about whatever, but if she feels like she can't go back to Jackson, she's just being stupid. Mm-hmm. And what you know, people are stupid. I get it. I I appreciate that as a stupid person myself. Hundred percent. But like, I'm supposed to have this emotional, you know, distraught abandonment in my heart, and I just don't care. Also, because like you know you know i understand that we're supposed to see ellie's fall apart but like she she can stop at any time you know like like she she walks away from this to be a better person she should be happy by the end that she was able to right like that that's my feeling and i get it that she lost everything doing it but the point is that hopefully she didn't lose her humanity because she was able to you know not necessarily forgive but at the very least walk away uh-huh. Uh, and, 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 you know, like them trying to tie that with this revelation that Ellie uh, forgave Joel at the end, right? Like all of that doesn't matter because you're telling me at the very end, you know, like, like I, I would have believed that more if, if you let me sit with it more than at the end of the story. Um, if you told me that halfway through the game, um, if, if you told me that like when we switched to Abby even, and, and And suddenly, like Ellie's actions all feel like they have a meaning of like, she just got this person back in there in her life, and now she lost him, right? Like, okay, that's the end of her story. Then let me go play through Abby. then let's let's go through the ending of it. But again, like, everything is all sh- shuffled around, you know, all the flashbacks are the best parts, and they're, you know, a three hours' total space throughout the game. And it's just none, none of it feels good. For me, you know, none of it sits well in my heart, uh and, and none of none of the characters like, I, I just didn't really care about any of them by the end of it. I, I didn't even care about Ellie as much as I did going into it, mm. and that that bums me out. It's, even in spite of me seeing a lot of myself in that character, and, and a lot of and relating to that character so much, like, yeah, how, how do you feel about her now? I like, I just don't care, you know. Like, like if if they told me they wanted to tell another story with Ellie, I'd be like, why? You shouldn't have told this one. I, I, like, I, I, I believe in her self destructiveness. I, I get it. I, I, there's significance. She becomes more and more like Joel visually every every day in that game, and and I, I like that in theory, but I don't like how they did it. Uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't like how they they play Ellie off of the characters around her in, in a in a lot of ways that. Like cheapens her own growth and her own decisions. Yeah, and 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 they make they make it impossible for me to believe that Ellie would have done a lot of those things. That's I I can I can definitely agree with you on that. Because like she's so upset about everything, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 going into Last of Us, right? A lot of the the important thing that I had taken away, and we talked about this in our pre Last of Us thing, was like Ellie is like the pure one in a lot of ways. Joel did a lot of the dirty work, so that way she wouldn't have to. Um and you know, whatever, in the four years since I'm sure she's she's killed plenty of people or whatever. But like her death toll by the end of the first game was not that high. You know, she'd killed David and, and a few other people uh to protect herself, uh, and a lot of infected. But you know, she was the one with the cleanest hands by the end of it. So like it should have fucked her up way more, to be honest. Like, like it it should have like destroyed her way more or like she should have just stopped. She should have been able to not able to do it more often. And 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 that put her in, in a difficult position. But instead we get her telling Dina how fucked up it was that she beat the shit out of Nora. Never see any of that. Um and, and and she's very upset when she tells Dina that. So we're supposed to believe that she's very upset. But then we go on a, you know, mass murder spree for four too many encounters. And then get to the next goal and, and kill a pregnant lady. And, and that's supposed to make her upset. And, and she killed Mel and her unborn child and Owen. And and then loses Jesse. And, and, and Abby holds the knife up to Dina's throat. And, and we're supposed to believe that after all that, she was like, yeah, I got to go still kill her. You know, like, I just don't believe that. I just really don't. I really don't think after killing Mel... And then going back to Dina and having a child with Dina and raising a kid Uh that she would ever hurt anyone ever again. And I think they needed to have spent an entire scene on why she would even be capable of doing that after having a child, especially knowing parents now, like personally, how having a kid affects you and and changes your view on life and and the value of life and, and all of that. like that is just a plot point for her to have a happiness that she has to walk away from. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean anything outside of that. The, the actual significance of raising a kid and, and living with someone and being responsible and accountable for someone that can't take care of themselves doesn't matter to her. And we'd never really know why, you know, we just have to continue to believe that it's because she needs to get revenge for Joel. But at that point, you know, like everything's changed, everything's different. We can't keep going off of that same plot uh like you know these are any if I think about the game for too much i'll I'll just come up with these things of like i i don't know, I don't know why it's like this i don't understand uh and and it just bums me out i mean it's, it's it's
1: all about the um pretty much just the artist's intent type of thing, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, like we always are we like we love Ko, uh, kojima stuff but like at the same time like his stuff is like fucking disgusting at the same time as well so he, he,
0: here, here's what i'll say here and it's good that you bring up kojima uh it, it is the artist's intent and the and it's the same thing when we talked about last of us part one again after i come back to it it's too cynical that's exactly the disconnect the artist's intent is cynicism mm, right mm. And and it, it comes from a cynical place that especially now, and I know I brought this up in that Last of Us conversation, but like in quarantine, not necessarily true now, we're starting to see the world tear itself apart. But like those first few weeks of people really working together to make each other better, uh, just like the, this idea this, this idea in this apocalypse that like w- we see this Jackson and we read stories about them going and helping people and people coming through and then giving them supplies and sending them on their way and we're given this idea of good exists in this world. And we just believe that all other places are bad. We go to the WLF, they shoot on site. We go to the Seraphites, they shoot on site. We go to the, the, whatever the guys in, in San Antonio, they shoot on site. We, you know, like everywhere else, everything's bad, but also I'm supposed to believe Jackson is good. You know, Mm -hmm. like, like they speak of a gray morality that they work in. And, they don't ever demonstrate it. They instead say, no, there's good, and everyone else is bad. Uh, and, and, and it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't feel good to me. And the thing about Kojima, and, and I'll, I'll defend him and his games for, for a moment here, even though, you know, sexism aside, like, that is very significant, very important, and, and I think under, underlies a lot of his stories, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But, like, he writes from a place that is hopeful. And all of his stories come back to hope, right. you know? And, and it, it is that that is w- what makes me care more about Death Stranding than Last of Us Part Two, right? Like, at the end of the day, it is trying to give the player the idea that there is still hope in the worst of times. And Last of Us Part Two is literally about a girl destroying herself in spite of hope uh, and, and until there's nothing left. And and I think a lot of Japanese creators have that idealism in their stories. And it's, I I, I thought, I've been thinking a lot about, like, I just played through all Kingdom Hearts, and everyone hates on Kingdom Hearts and blah, blah, blah. And I know you don't, but Uh I all, if I were to sit and tell someone, like, the video game franchise story that I love the most is Kingdom Hearts, people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Right? But, like,. I hate I hate that. That's why I like I didn't wanna I didn't wanna do the Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast. And I didn't want to talk about it because like this is a game from the West that's about gray areas and the loss of hope and hate and blah 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 and grossness and it has all these themes and you can think about it for a billion hours afterwards. I don't give a shit about it, you know? And I, I'm sitting over here instead, like thinking about Kingdom Hearts, where Kingdom Hearts 3 has all these stories coming together, all these too many characters somehow each getting their moment and, and it's beautiful. And, and it is about how hardship is worth something. How like all these characters went through hell to get here, to do something that matters. And they do. And it's wonderful. It's beautiful. And, 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 you know, there is even sacrifice in, in that game and then Sora sacrifices himself so that everyone else can, can live and, and have hope. Uh-huh. And, and it, that, that is sad. And there is sadness in that. And, and there is beauty in that. uh, And it, it all feels like it matters, you know? And, and all those, every time I play birth by sleep or chain of memories or whatever, it matters when I get there, <laughs> you know, it all, it all matters. And it, more moreover than it than it matters like we are being rewarded on the the really beautiful themes of those stories of, of memory and what that means for replica riku again i'm gonna say some names people are gonna be like what the fuck are we talking about <laughs> uh you know, the spoilers but like you know uh, i'm not ruining anything but like you know chain of memories about memory what what constitutes a real relationship is it memory is it is it nothing uh, is it something more? Is it something just that connection between the heart? You know, we see the end of that story with Replica Riku giving up himself and, and any possibility he had for fake memories that became real because they sat there in his heart, right? Like uh-huh. we gotta pay off for the themes of Chain of Memories in Kingdom Hearts 3 and and those themes mattered. And 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 the message at the end of it wasn't that you can give away everything until there's nothing left. It's that if you if you believe in people it's it's worth it you know <laughs> like i just i i i understand that there is so much shit lobbed at at, at you know even final fantasy 7 remake w- which has its own problems but like there's so much idealism and hope and belief and and the, the hero's journey and like there's so much good in those kinds of stories that that when we see last of us and and all of these sony games kind of getting away from it um Altogether, as a group, simultaneously, it just—I it, think—it depreciates the value of, of stories that challenge those those archetypes, hmm. uh, and it bums me out. Yeah, man, I, this is—if you wanted to do a podcast where I just rant the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never ranted this much in my life. I think <laughs> we'll keep it going. Fuck Spider-Man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and I, this is like—even as somebody who likes that game, I really like. Where I don't like, I, I hate that you you weren't, you didn't enjoy your time with that game. But I I like the perspective that you brought to me from that, of like once the once the the veneer is gone, once it on a technical level it breaks and you see past that fourth wall mm-hmm. into the 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 fucking the people with their hands up the puppet's ass, you know. Right. Like <laughs> once you see that, you start to like be like. Why is he fighting a big guy and he he has to hit him a bunch of times? It's Spider Man, right? You know, like I I do get it, but like you know I I I think about that a lot every time I, I get to a game where I'm like because that that exact thing happened to me with Paper Mario and the Origami game. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that it was it was exactly like this is stupid why is any of this like this <laughs> like why do i have to fight so many times why do i have to go around behind this boss to hit him with a hammer why can't i just hit it like you know stuff like that mm-hmm. Like, it's just it the whole thing broke and once it once it's down once the the tower's fallen it, it's just all these pieces don't they don't match they're different colors they don't fit together like this isn't this isn't how this should be at all do you want to talk about it a little bit, or do you feel like
1: I, I mean, I've talked about it to death, uh, and I'm I'm kind of just sick of talking about Spider-Man at this point. Um, like it, it's it's a it's, it's an experience of a good game that I'll personally never know the goodness of, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because like you know, like Miles Morales is about to come out, and that's and that's a great thing. But now, like you know, like, my mind with it, compared to everybody else, is like, oh, this is, not, this is not gonna be anything substantial, this is gonna be the same city, so you're gonna do the same shit, and it's just, like, you're gonna maybe do, like, one or two, three, one or two or three new moves, and, you know, like, pretty much, like, it, like I can, like, break that game down to, like, what it's gonna be, like, to a T, like, as soon as I know who, like, the, the villain is, it's like, oh, I know, like, the beast for this game, or something like that, and that's how, how that's how cynical I am towards it. But, like, mm-hmm. um, like i but there's, a, there's a lot i recognize about that game that like how much people enjoy and like the effort went to it and how amazing it looks and like uh the customizable um costumes you can wear and stuff like that there's a lot of good in that game that like um i see and i appreciate and like i, I, will, I will always like I will, I will never like get into an argument about it as far as like if someone wanted to say hey spider-man's a good game I'm like sure i guess it is really like that's 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 pretty much my response to me
0: with the last of us part two yeah (laughs) i'm like sure you can think that it. i don't want to talk about
1: this yeah but like (laughs) when you come to me and ask my opinion on it then like that's that's what we're gonna have like a little like you know like my experience about it and like oh i didn't have a great experience with it oh really Blah, blah 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 and like like that's not a conversation really worth having or because like i understand that like i'm i have a different experience and i i understand that you have an amazing experience and like why would i want to take that away from you even if like yeah, even exactly. like even if it's just like like isn't it dumb like you only have like a but like these three same this, these same three dudes that you're playing the entire game and they're like huh like i don't want to break that illusion for you because like that's the whole thing about it And that's what video games are to, to a point it's just like an illusion that like you're totally into, even though it's the same thing over and over again, like, um, the illusion of it with Ghost of Tsushima, for instance, It's like, oh, this game is repetitive as hell, and, like, um, you're just doing the same thing over and over again, but, you know, I, I still enjoy it, because I I appreciate it from the game aspect for me, and, like, like if, if that game broke the same way Spider-Man broke for me, I, I, I would feel the exact same way about that game, 100%.
0: It, it's tough, too, because, like, it, it, there's a level of care aspect to it, right? And then there's too much care and too little, right? So, like, I think about in The Witcher 3, a lot of the side quests are the same. Uh-huh. But it there's just the right amount of care into each of them, right? And and I mean that in, in the better and the worse way, right? There's the one, the early one, where you have to find the werewolf, right? The, there's a werewolf that killed his wife. and Or, like, a, a woman died in the woods, and she was torn apart by a beast that you find out's a werewolf. And then you know, you can go kill the werewolf and that's it. Or you can like scope out the werewolf's cave, meet the werewolf, find out that his sister is in love with him. And she found out that he was a werewolf, loved him in spite of that. The wife didn't know he was a werewolf, sent them off in the woods together to kill. So he would kill the wife. So that way he would come back and be in love with her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, there's like this whole thing here. And you can give a shit about that or not. And and <laughs> I love that. and And like, that's, but the thing is like, all of that is also true to Geralt and the character that is the Witcher and the story that is the Witcher. Like He always has that trepidation of getting too invested in things because then he hates politics and, and you get so much reward for that in the character, in the themes. The whole game is about that. So like in one spectrum, we see the broader Witcher game and it makes all those samey side quests way more interesting, I think. Um, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which attempts to take the same format, like there, there's a lot more disconnect of of maybe some of these work and some of these don't. Um, but you all you kind of have to treat them all the same, and it, it does a, a worse job of giving you multiple solutions to to side quests. And so we see like, oh, we tried to take this and put this in this game, and it doesn't work as well because it doesn't match the theming of of the kind of whole story we're basing the, around like the character that we're basing this whole story around. Mm. Um and and so you, you, like you appreciate those things but it, it's it's I like I want to think that that the those side quests and, and like doing repetitive side quests and stuff can be made interesting but like to to the the Sony example like I feel like horizon spider-man and i haven't played that much of ghosts but like they are all the same uh and and it hurts all of them that they're all next to each other by happenstance uh and and it makes me worry that's the only thing i worry about with the the ghost of tsushima side quest but you know maybe they're different enough from 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 horizon and spider-man at least but like the spider-man side missions are all bad yeah they're all (laughs) terrible (laughs) Uh, like the actual side quests are bad. The the city events are short, so like I I don't mind them at all. Um, if you do a lot of them, it's it's a lot less fun. But the 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 story missions I I feel like are are, are really in depth and three dimensional, and, and in a lot of cases cool if if a little too long. But like the side missions are never as never as interesting <laughs> in that game. I think. Um, but also you know like Spider-Man gets a lot of credit for making collectibles interesting, and and I think it does do a good job about those, but like it's just this one aspect that it gets right in a sea of many that it gets fine, Mm. but it gets all the credit for getting it right. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I I agree that it is good in some ways, but it is also just fine in a lot of ways, and and is kind of it feels like a very it feels like a first attempt in a lot of ways, uh, or or a first drawing of, of a lot of the story and and the world and the side quests and the what you can do. And, and you know, it's Insomniac's like second ever open world game, and, and it feels a lot like the other one that they did, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so so clearly they're still learning the ropes of it. But it's just one of those things where Spider-Man gets way more credit than it deserves. Like, like I love the game, and and it, we gave it Game of the Year, and I think it's a great game. Um, but but it is not it is not changing the fundamental reality of our <laughs> of our video game console ecosystem, you know what I mean? Like, neither is uh, neither is Ghosts, neither did Horizon, neither certainly the Days Gone. You know, I don't know if The Last of Us Part Two is. I don't think so, but enough people are saying otherwise that maybe I'm wrong.
1: What was our game in the year 2018?
0: For the podcast? Or... For the podcast.
1: I know what the site it was. Because that was a weird year. Yeah. That was a weird year. It was a weird year. Yeah. It wasn't Tetris Effect. That's Giant Pop. <laughs> it was out yeah. there for both of you and me. Tetris
0: Effect was on the list, though. Yeah. It was my... My game right. is right, 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 right. Um, I'm trying to think
1: Monster Hunter, there it is,
0: Monster Hunter World. Yeah, that's right, which is a great pick.
1: Yeah, um, um, speaking of which, like, um, like since we've been like been more mostly negative on this, <laughs> this podcast, but like I, I'm, a, I'm enjoying this, but like, um, um, I want to talk about like the, um, not necessarily the offshoots, but like the games that like are that's the, the, the games that like you know like that that aren't like the sony branded triple a of,
0: of video games <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i want to talk like you know like bloodborne uh gravity rush 2 um until dawn um yes. ratchet and
0: clank um uh, i wanted to talk about ratchet and clank a little bit because um yeah like you don't love that game right i, like, I don't know <laughs> i I, but you, I i do you don't dislike yeah, it, right? yeah I, I enjoy it the same way
1: basically like i enjoy ghost of tsushima but like um at the same I I, at like, the we'll, same time i, I wanted more out of it because like, i thought that game deserved more and like being based off a movie that's based off a game that's based off a movie like um or other way around whatever um like, I, you know, like the story was nothing to me. And I always enjoyed Ratchet and Clank stories. And, like, like I said, Crack at Time is the best Ratchet and Clank game. It's the best one of those type of games. Um, And I, it didn't leave it up to that ex- ex- expectation. So that was disappointing to me, basically.
0: Hmm. I wonder, like, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses here, but I, like, it worked a lot for me. And I, I wonder if it's because I had so much nostalgia for that original game. Cause, like, th- that game reminds me of, like, a remake of both. Uh, up your arsenal and, Russian Clank one. Mm-hmm. Um, no going commando in there, which is probably for the best. Uh, but uh, it, you know, Nefarious is—I love Doctor Nefarious. He's just the best. He's the best cartoon villain. It, mm-hmm. Like, if if I was a kid watching like Saturday morning cartoons again, I would want Doctor Nefarious to be one of the villains in one of the like. He could be a perfect Powerpuff Girls villain, and I would be so down. Right. Um, but. So so like you know he's the villain of the third Ratchet and Clank game Up Your Arsenal, um and and he obviously they 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 know they struggled with him because he's the villain of every other Ratchet and Clank game, <laughs> um but it's fine like you know, Doctor Nefarious great name he's a great foil to, to Ratchet and Clank his Butler is great, um so I I really liked it I liked the I liked you know like they 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 legitimately brought the villain back from the first game. Uh, and uh, like Rex or whatever his fucking name is um, Drax maybe uh, and they they reimagined that same game into something modern that felt a lot like the third game so so a lot of that game was it was like man this really feels like those PS2 games um, but you know with the ship combat that I liked from the PS3 games and from the later PS2 games and a lot of the collectible stuff that arena stuff that I liked and it, it, it really worked for me like I, I don't think it's amazing. It's not as good as a Crackin' Time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, that's like a pinnacle 3D platform. It's one of the best games ever made, mm-hmm. I would say. So so I don't I didn't necessarily expect it to be. But after I played that game, I felt like man, the sequel to this game could be as good as a Crackin' Time. Um, and they're making that game, and and it is a, a sequel to a Crackin' Time, and not that game, as it turns out. But is it? Um, yeah, it's. A, I don't know if you heard. It is set in the original timeline. Does that, does that change anything to that game for you?
1: I'm more interested now.
0: It's it's a sequel to um the Antidote Nexus. Nexus. Okay. Yeah. It is it is a canonical sequel to that. Okay. okay. Which which makes it way more interesting that they showed another Lombax in that in that trailer because if if it was like the reboot timeline, it's like okay, well maybe there's just Lombaxes out and about now, but in it, with the the idea of there's maybe like three left, <laughs> yeah, or like no way they went to their own other universe, right? They, like, they, yeah, they're
1: still alive. They're just not
0: around. They're somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Man, remember that ending where Ratchet's like, I could see my parents, and he chose to stay with Clank instead. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck, this, these games are so good. Because <laughs> they're because he found his family, He chose that family. Anyway, Ratchet, <laughs> Ratchet's good. I but like, you were mentioning like Until Dawn, amazing, love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it obviously spun off into its own whole thing that I'm so excited about. Uh, even if, like, it seems like they're probably going to dumb this down to one a year, which is good. <laughs> it's probably better than the two, one every six months that they were trying to do right. for, for Dark Pictures, but, like, Jacob Bryan already texting about, uh, you know, playing through that game blind and, and all that. And I want to play through it with you, because uh, we, we had fun when we played a little bit of the first one, but... Mm-hmm. We gotta commit. I, I I feel like you and I could really get some kids killed in those games, um, and and also like uh Last Guardian, um, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bloodborne's the best uh PS4 exclusive. Some uh, might luckily, say the best game that. of the decade. <laughs> yeah, some might say because like Bloodborne just took what Dark Souls did and just streamlined it and made it perfect. You know. Hmm. Um. Uh, and don't don't ever ask me if I think that game looks better or worse than Ori in the Black Forest. <laughs> Never forget. Um, yeah, I, the, when you look at I'm looking at this whole list now. It, it's funny because I think about you. We think about PS3 exclusives, and like there was just so much garbage, <laughs> right? Like there was just so much. Not all of it was garbage, but like you know, Ratchet and Clank All for One, Warhawk, Starhawk, uh. you know, Lair, all these like from beginning to end like they really were throwing spaghetti at the wall across the whole genre spectrum <laughs> um and it made me appreciate that and, and and what's cool is they have a lot of that uh in on PS4 you know we we get the from Judgment to Bloodborne to uh you know uh the Last Guardian or something uh but i just feel like the only games that Sony actually gives a shit about <laughs> are their you know prestige games that i did in the air quotes
1: um Uh, at this point what is the last guardian slash the order atd6 slash bloodborne of the playstation 5 that's about to come out i don't think we
0: have anything right demon souls is probably gonna be that yes
1: demon souls will be that definitely
0: I really am so excited for one Demon Souls to be popular because it never fun fact, it never was. <laughs> um, so like just that as a concept, because so many people are going to play that game and be like, this is fucked up. Like who made this? Mm-hmm. And I am so excited. Um, and, and, you know, Scott and I always talk about this one boss fight where you play as the boss and fight the other character. And just like, you know, that, that was sc- Scott. And, and, my first introduction to what From, From Software was onto, like the tip that they're onto, and, and they were clearly way, way ahead of anything that, that we were thinking back in 2007. Uh, and knowing that even still today, those concepts are really cool and, and hopefully streamlined a little bit, they'll, they'll be even better. Uh, and knowing that my first introduction to Souls and and from Software as a studio and 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 what they do is going to be someone else's as well is like going to be a whole there's going to be a whole new generation of people that jump into PS5 as maybe they're either their first console or they they're coming from PS4 and they, they didn't see a lot of you know PS3 games uh, and Demon Souls is just that game, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be so cool for it. Like it really is just, it's cool that the, the souls game that's going to like the bloodborne equivalent of, of this next gen. Um, at least for now until bloodborne two inevitably comes out, uh, is going to be demon souls, (laughs) not dark souls, demon souls. (laughs) People don't understand how like raw and unfiltered demon souls is by comparison. Mm -hmm. And it is going to be tough. So exciting. Uh but the order and other stuff, like I don't know. I guess we don't know yet. Yeah.
1: Like, um, you know, I always hope for like um like a sequel to Gravity Rush because Gravity Rush is like such a unique game and it's like it's not like the most perfect game, but like I feel what it tries to um portray as far as like um like falling and like um the weight of you falling, and, like Pretty much being like a, a female superhero and like um helping out um the poor in that game and like um is like is I think that game is just so stellar like Gravity Rush Two is like the game that like no one played that like um I always speak up for um the order eighty six is just a four hour game that you can play and that's literally all I can really
0: say about that it's a it's a four hour Gears of War two campaign if you are curious of what cover based shooting on a game that looks very good is like congratulations the order 1886 but like you know i really did like the world that they were building that game yeah i uh, i i, I kind of like that game like it was i do I, it's fine you know yeah like it, it's a seven they, it's 100 <laughs> percent seven which is to say like it has some really cool ideas and the thing is like if they if they committed to a weapon wheel right if they if they committed to making more tesla inspired weapons because the the like two that are in that game are cool, <laughs> um, but if they were like, all right, we're gonna give you all your tools at any time, and then like made enemies that like because really you just fight you fight dudes and then werewolves right mm-hmm. and that's it right I don't and think vampires
1: there's... I think it's, it's basically underworld
0: yeah but like you you don't fight them right you just isn't it, isn't them.
1: the last guy a vampire
0: or yeah but like he's a vampire but like it's not an enemy type, you know? There's just not a lot of dynamicism to the combat. You know, you go into an encounter, maybe there's a special weapon that is available to you for that encounter, um, and I'm, you know, game designing it up, but then, you know, you just, you fight regular dudes, and then occasionally you'll go into a warehouse somewhere and have to fight a fucking werewolf that runs around, <laughs> and it's always the same, it's just like, man, like, you you switched up the weapons a little bit, Switch up the, the locations, like the airship section is awesome. I think it's super cool. Um, and, and, and I like those bits, but like, there's no real variety to this whole game. Just kind of keeps going. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, like, you even play around, like the game opens with a flashback, you know? Like, it's all uh, in media res. Like, you're waking up in the jail cell. It's like, how did uh, with Galileo, what is his name? Galahad? Uh... Galahad. I believe it's Galahad. Uh, Lafayette. Um, Lafayette's another one of the characters. Mm. Um, fun fact: Lafayette, historical figure, he's in Hamilton. I think I might have mentioned that before. Not the Hamilton part, uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a you know he's an American history character, but um, yes. Uh, uh, whatever the name that I for- Galahad. <laughs> I was like the name I forgot <laughs> that I said it earlier. That's the guy's name. But you know, again, like we just kind of get toyed with this idea, uh, and 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 they 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 imagine a whole lot of cool stuff, but then nothing ever comes of it, uh, which is a bummer. Like it, that's a game that that is like way more more ideas than it is a video game. But I want to I want to believe that there's there's more interesting stuff to explore there. Yeah. So, uh, um.
1: Let's just say, for the sake of argument, because like there 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 will be different people who will be listening to this that like.
0: Yes, I'm sorry to everyone that's like, man, these guys are really negative. Anyone that knows us knows <laughs> like we are never ever negative ever. Uh, in fact, I, I I think you and I are very positive people that that also like try and see the good in things that we don't like all the time. Mm. So this is just us airing our grievances, okay? Uh, but also like you know, stuff works for us that. I mean, hell, The Last of Us worked for you, and it, it didn't for me. Yeah. So, so, you know, just be, I'm trying to be as respectful as I can while also, like, truly being honest with myself of how I feel about these things. Yeah, because so, you
1: barely ever get the chance to say it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't speak on the internet. I can't talk on Twitter about how much I don't like things. Uh-huh. So, uh, And I, anyway, I, I talk on the podcast when I don't like stuff. But sometimes it's hard in the moment to yeah i mean formulate your words yeah because
1: like you want to go off on them about it like you are now but like you also understand that like tony and scott may not care about it as much as like we do and like um even though they'll they'll pay attention and listen you know it's still like i don't want to like rant about something for like 20 minutes and like you know like (laughs) they just don't care
0: in and, and, and I don't want it to be a bandwagon thing. Mm-hmm. Like I also I know that they don't like a lot of those things, but I I don't necessarily have to bring up all I we don't have to turn this into a negativity circle jerk, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I, I know how, how those things can spiral out of control. Um, um but it's good to be honest with yourself and, and with the folks listening, like how we feel about these stuff.
1: Yeah, but like going off of what I was saying though, like um like like generally we like um Japanese based games. Um and like most of our criticisms are already on these Western-based games, but, like, um... Um... Like, I'm just trying to, like, put out out there that, like, it's not, like, just because, like, um... Their their style is, like, something that we don't agree with or, like, um... Their view of how they view the world is, like, something that we agree with when they make their games. It's, like, um... You know, because, like, I'm a big fan of The Witcher 3. You're a huge fan of Control. Um... There's, like, there's different things, even though, like, those aren't exclusives, that like, um um not just because um you know where they're made or like the general aspects that um you know you're not kingdom hearts or never whatever the no fuck <laughs> uh yeah
0: <laughs> like they're they're a western like i mean like we both love mass effect mm-hmm. so much you know like and it, that's canadian and and united states based like there are plenty of Western stories that are great. I I it's interesting to see the correlation, right? That a lot of Sony's first party games are Western made and and all visit a lot of the same themes and they're also you know, stylistically really similar to each other. Like like a lot of them go for realism over stylized graphics and stuff. I,
1: I think like it's that. like kinda like the same complaint that people had the three sixty era with um 360 exclusives. Because like other than like, yeah. like under like fable, like it'll like just like years and like Halo and like like it always seemed like the same kind of template um on a three sixty as far as their exclusives are like maybe like um like everything's everything's shooters or something like that or it's only for the bro crowd. Yeah, now or everything's
0: a service game. <laughs> <laughs> so they they're their own whole other issues. And I think that's a really good comparison. Like it is just same problem, different template. Mm-hmm. Um and it and I think that's the you should always call out. Like it's good that people call it out like you know, like when I remember when Bioshock Infinite was coming out like they're uh irrational had to fight to get elizabeth on the cover mm-hmm. uh and then didn't they not <laughs> isn't she not on the cover of that game
1: no uh ken levine went to a frat party and asked what they want and they had to they wanted to book her with the shotgun that's right
0: um and i remember seeing the mock-ups of that the version of that game with elizabeth on the cover mm. uh and i was like this looks way better <laughs> um and then you know like that same example had that same year with ellie and Joel where Ellie is front and center and and then Joel is in the back uh-huh. uh versus w- when they wanted it to be the reverse of that um and you know to be fair, God isn't that an archaic conversation <laughs> like that is seven years ago and and that feels like with with the amount of like social uh pr- progress we've made in the video games industry since then like how buck wild that that sounds to me right now i mean i don't know like
1: Assassin's Creed, Odyssey just came out about like they wanted cassandra to be the main character but you know you know
0: yeah exactly but again that that's ubisoft is now being dismantled from the inside out <laughs> since then so that's great news that that finally even even the maybe the biggest culprit of that is is finally really going through serious change um but yeah, I, I don't know. I I it's it, it's good to call out those similarities when they then, when they arrive on either side. And I I think I I do think that all it, it, Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, uh Sucker Punch, uh like all these studios with this immense talent are all making the same game, you know? Like like I And you know what? You could even maybe argue that a little bit of this was happening on the PS2 with with Jack Sly and Ratchet all being 3D action platformers, sure. Um, and and I wonder if that's maybe like just a Sony thing, like they when they have their studios, they they like to push them in in one direction. Or, or I just I it always feels like it comes from this like we need to make the most prestige video game story, and it's like no, you don't. Like what is this? <laughs> like you know, I want you all to make the games that you want to make through the 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 lens that you want to say. Is like it's like. Um, it's like-
1: are you making a game because you want to make a game or are you making a game just so we could get game of the year?
0: Yes. Yeah, totally. And that and maybe that's that was like your big thing with Horizon is like mm. we just put game of the year mixture into this game and saw what came out. Yeah. Um But you know, like I mean you can say that for any of these things. But I'm sure there there were I, I wonder how much of that is studio heads and and, and like studio politics versus like the, each individual person.
1: I mean, I feel like it's generally like it comes from like a pure place, and then like you know, it's like like after like a year or so of like development, it can get to the point where it's like, okay, so how can we sell this game? How can we like?
0: Not yeah, how do we actually make money on? Yeah, this? like how,
1: not necessarily how we monetize it, but how do we keep a uh, player keep playing without them like stopping? Oh, side quests and you know, um yeah.
0: stop this car from <laughs> five times yeah please please uh, have in insert these collectible conversations Uh you know like stuff like that Uh let's turn let's turn content into collectibles it's like it's like turning all your conversations into content or something it's disgusting
1: (laughs) i mean like even to be fair to sony to a certain extent it's like they're giving us the full game like even to the point where it's like like, the game is out, and it's like, oh, you're gonna have DLC, right? Nah. Like, is, that's just it. You're, you just have God of War, and that's it. Um, yeah. and, like, we won't have New Game Plus at launch, and then eventually, like, oh, we'll have New Game Plus on it six months later. Like, Ghost of Tsushima doesn't have New Game Plus, but it'll probably have to get it, like, six months later or something like that, and that's how yeah. the yeah. general thing
0: of that works, so. Yeah, Spider-Man also had that. Mm-hmm. New Game Plus was patched in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is interesting, and, and, like, there, there is something to appreciate there. Like, we, it, unlike, you know, on the Microsoft end of things where I'm like, alright, I'm getting the first tenth of this game now. <laughs> and then maybe in three years when we come back to it, we're gonna, see a Thieves is gonna be a whole ass game for me to play, <laughs> you know, like uh, it, it is, there's totally, totally value in in what Sony is selling. Dude, I just worry that that value just depreciates so much faster than anyone thinks. Yeah.
1: Dude, I, I, I still want to talk about this Spider-Man thing, of the, the Avengers stuff because, like, uh, oh my god! Like, yeah. cause like, it like, there's no way that could be substantial. Like, it can't be.
0: Spider-Man can never matter now. Congratulations! Like, that,
1: that's, that's that's literally what it is. Because like, the only way that could be like a, a substantial thing in air quotes is like but like it's still it's still a different thing because like the last time they did this was Street Fighter Cross Tekken with um the Playstation 3 um, you know you had like Cole and you had like the two cats from Japan um, and you had uh, Mega Man and you had Pac-Man so that's five different characters on one system that's never on the 360 that, that was an, ins- an insane deal I forgot about yeah that. exactly yeah, everybody forgot about that <laughs> so like that was the only like substantial thing and like people were pissed about it and they were rightfully so other than like the game being like the way it was and like the characters were locked into this and all that other Stuff, but like, there's so much like bad juju about that, and like, I'm seeing this again with Avengers, with like with this, and it's like because like anytime there's like a, a like a PlayStation deal, um, especially in this generation, as far as like DLC, like like unless it, unless you're an actual expansion like the Frozen Wilds for um like horizon or like the stuff for the witcher three like dlc was not really the biggest thing this generation as it was the last generation as far as like something substantial um like i i I always harp about like batman arkham knight just like how like those dlc was like literally like 30 minutes long if even that i think Harley quinn was maybe like 15 minutes long which is like insane to me like like like, it's like, why even bother? I mean, obviously, they did, like, the, um... The the substantial one later on, with like, Killer Croc and, like, um... Roshad Gold. Yeah,
0: the, the League of Villains or whatever. Yeah,
1: and that was, like, really good, and I love that. But, like, sure, you'll have this section of playing Nightwing, but, like, it's, like, literally 30 minutes long. You have the section of a Catwoman that's, like, 30 minutes long. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> How is this even DLC? And even, like, the Destiny, like, PlayStation exclusive stuff. Um you know, like, the the exclusive strikes or whatever, like, I don't think that was anything, like, of of consequence or, like, because that that was a year exclusive, but, like, it didn't really, like, really matter to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, there were missions, essentially. And, you know, they are the bigger missions of the game, but, like, the thing about Destiny is, and to be fair, like, and not not defending this at all because it's shitty but like i think it's also the thing about avengers is like you're just gonna do all this stuff over again in a way that it it loses its value inherently just by the way you play the game Uh and it sounds like from the previews that came out today about Avengers of like maybe maybe all the characters aren't really substantial (laughs) so which is a bigger problem with that game but it just like if there is like a Taken King expansion for Avengers and God, I hope there will be. Cause I think it would be so cool to do like yearly big updates where we play through a new eight mission campaign with like maybe three new characters coming to the Avengers initiative. And then like they form a new click and you go off and do their missions. And it's like the expansion and it opens the world up in a big way. If one of those things is like the, the, the New York expansion and it's Spider-Man is the main guy and he's your dude. And that's only on PlayStation. It's like, they'll have to change it, uh-huh. right? Because they're not going to just put the expansion out on PS4 and not PC and Xbox. They're, they're, they're going to maybe make it the New York expansion instead of the Spider-Man expansion. And he's just one of the extra heroes that you'll get on the PlayStation version that shows up in Quips. And that's all he ever is. That's all he is. <laughs> he'll, he'll never have a conversation with, with Black Widow, ever, because they can't. They can't afford to get Laura Bailey in the booth to talk to Spider-Man for one thing for one console. It's just like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you do this? Uh, and it's just like, it, I was thinking about it while you were talking about. I'm like, what if it was like Nathan Drake? <laughs> how would you How would you feel if like Nathan Drake was like the DLC exclusive character on PlayStation?
1: Like, <laughs> cause like all it would be is just, like he'll you know, just say like, a bunch of quits, like Kitty got wet and didn't like. That's all. This he will ever say. You know, here like three times in a row. It's like okay. And
0: <laughs> it's like, but like conceptually, I'd be into that. Honestly, i think like Kratos or something showed up at event. Not maybe not Kratos because he's like a mythological figure. Like, like Cole figure. McGrath. Yeah, or Cole. You know, like he's got super. That would be actually, that would be really cool because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's a superhero and all mm. that. Um, so like you know, he shows up, joins the Avengers. He's console exclusive because he's like representative of that console. You know, like. Uh maybe Master Master Chief in the Xbox version would also be really cool. <laughs> maybe stupid to some people, but I think that would be really cool. <laughs> um and and you know, you Cole shows up and you have like one mission with Cole and then he just you know you can play with him and it's fine. Uh that would be really good. now now you've you've sold me. My dumb Nathan Drake ideas turned into something <laughs> interesting. But like that at least, you know, it's like, okay, that's for the people on PlayStation. Like somebody out there likes infamous, somebody out there likes Uncharted. This is cool for them, and and it's on the system that they were already playing on. No, it's the most popular fucking character in existence. <laughs> like it's it's Spider Man and then Superman now, you know?
1: Because yeah, it's like, is is my thing about it is like, like it's it's a, it's a cool thing. Like oh sure, like let's just say Coleman Graph was like on PlayStation and say oh yeah that's cool, that's a cool thing. But I don't want cool, I want something good, and I want something substantial or something that like actually. I give a shit about. I want like a Shadow Broker. I don't want like, I don't want Nightwing. You know what I mean? <laughs> as DLC, I'm speaking as far as DLCs. Um, like something that like that means something. That I'm putting money into something that's actually like good. Not 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 a skin, basically. Um, because this, this is not a game for skin. Even though it is a game for skin. So never mind.
0: But but whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I it's just dumb, and it's like it's that same thing that we talked about at the very top of the show of like the cacophony of Sony pro Sony voices are like, well, this is great for us. Yes, this is great for you. I understand this, but, but like, I don't think it is as great for you as the alternative, right? If Spider-Man was the Spider-Man expansion coming to all consoles, it would be better content because they will put more time into that. And I don't care what, what this Avenger, what Crystal Dynamics says, like, they are neutering their own game one hundred percent by 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 her, by like trying to split the fan base by telling someone that this game that they made for everyone is actually really for these people <laughs> you you are you are not you are doing a disservice to your own thing, and like the 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 truth of the matter is with how long this game was made, maybe PlayStation offered them. A lot of money, and this game would have been canceled otherwise. Without it, it's the same thing with Street Fighter V. Of like, we'll never know. Mm. We'll never know. But, but we have to assume. And, and it just no matter what, it doesn't look good for Avengers.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, like the only somewhat defense I could give for it is like, it's, it's, it's basically like, um, like what sells your console now. Like, cause at this at this point, they're both the same fucking thing. And like, when mm-hmm. and when Xbox has Game Pass, it's like, like, what can you do as as Sony if you're not going to do Game Pass yourself? Like, get the games. Like, you got Final Fantasy. You have people lock- like, you have so many people locked in your ecosystem already because like you have your Final Fantasy saves, or you have your um your your triple A's. Oh my God, exclusives and like um you have these exclusive deals for third parties. So like, that's that's a one two three hit punch that like it's like, of course, I'm gonna buy your console because I have to have these things one way or another. So like,
0: it's it's the it's the problem though. It's leaning into the prestige instead of leaning into like I feel like it's leaning away from making like genuinely a, a strong variety of of games that are welcoming and approachable, which is what Xbox is doing. It's why it speaks to me so much. Mm-hmm. It's why Game Pass speaks to me. It's like not only is this you know consumer friendly and consumer pro consumer obviously great, all that great, but it is also like. Pro accessibility, pro uh, availability, pro um, inclusiveness. Uh. Um, yeah, and 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 now Sony is like, well, we do this one thing. We're gonna lean into that one thing, and I, when you lean into that one thing, it comes. In in in, I think it's intentional to some extent. It just comes across as arrogant, you know. It's like mm-hmm. we get Spider Man because we're Sony, we're the best, um, and it. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer.
1: Because, like, how powerful uh-huh. it is to say, like... Um... It's not... A, oh, oh, let's say Streets Street, for, Street Rage 4. Hey, I I'll play Streets of Rage 4. Well, I, I don't have a, a console for it. Oh, it was on Game Pass. Okay, well, I'll, I'll at least try it out. And you can say, like, hey, I actually generally enjoyed it, or you know, like, this... Like I'm, I'm, you, you put Tell me why, and I'm like, oh man, I, I don't know if I'll even really get into it. And it's like, let's play like the first ten minutes. It's free, and it's like, sure, I'll download this so you can shut up about it. and I'll play it. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm really liking it, or something like that. It's like that's that's a powerful statement that like you can't get from the other side. So, um, it's inc-
0: especially like the word that that Microsoft might be making multiplayer no longer a like paid wall and gold like. Mm-hmm. Like, they are really leaning into the pro-consumer idealism, and and I really hope it works out for them. <laughs> like, I, I really hope it, like, turns turns things around and, and people genuinely think that is more important. Uh,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you still need Xbox Live to play Fortnite, right? Even though it's free-to-play?
0: It depends on the game. So there are free-to-play games that do and free-to-play games that don't. Mm. I don't know where Fortnite is on it. Um... So, I, I think you don't need it on PlayStation. I don't think you need PS Plus to play Fortnite online.
1: No, the free-to-play games are free-to-play online.
0: Yeah, so I, I, it is like, I know you can play Warframe on Xbox without gold. Okay. But I don't know if Fortnite is on. It. I imagine, probably, but I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Xbox has always been a little bit more protective of that. Yeah. But, but hearing that it's all it might be going away, Yeah, so changes That's things. that's
1: a really big hit.
0: It also makes the regular Game Pass prospect, not Game Pass Ultimate, way more enticing. Um which, you know, saves people sixty bucks a year. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Video games, Playstation. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about Nintendo at all.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, there's not much to say. I think they're killing it. Um uh, this year's been kind of a wash for me, unfortunately. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. as far as uh their games, even kind of last year as well. Like I played the Luigi's Mansion, but I like, kind of fell off of that. And um, like Ax- what
0: else was last year? Like Axiom Verge or
1: oh, not Axiom Verge, Jesus, uh, Astral Chain. Um, that was a game that came out, and like um, I didn't go back to either. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Like my Switch has really just been sitting there lately. Um, cause like I don't take it out to dock really. So like um, it's not really that type of system for me so like Mm -hmm. it's just it used to be on indie game machine and now because of game pass and stuff like that like even playstation plus like i've been playing games on that and like um i haven't really had a real reason to play my switch since pretty much since like 2018 since smash like i like smash is the reason i pretty much turn my system on anymore
0: sure yeah i mean i still play smash animal crossing's been great i've been Mm -hmm. playing a little bit of that that again recently and like since i skipped like two updates it was like you got fireworks and swimming and diving i was like fuck yes mm-hmm. <laughs> um but so yeah i i i like the what what really hurt me with nintendo was fire emblem didn't click with me at all um i wonder if it's i don't know what it is about fire emblem three houses that didn't work for me is it
1: do you think I, you, you need to go back to it or
0: i've tried man like i've tried three times to start that game over again you know? mm. like each time i'm like i just don't care i don't care about this like i don't i i i got into like a, awakening maybe i just i think it just has a better onloading process mm-hmm. um this idea that, that they kind of force you to hunker down right from the get-go and i i guess you know the back half of that game is going to be more traditional fire emblem but like getting there is a lot of the they expect you to invest so much in right away right uh like you know literally you play one mission you meet the the kind of three main characters and it's like all right you got to be a teacher now pick one of these guys to, to be your crew forever and it's like really like that's it i just met these guys uh and and i think a lot of that game for me is the anxiety of like decision anxiety of all right, well, you're making this choice and it's going to essentially decide the whole narrative of the whole game right from the beginning. And it's like, even uh, Fire Emblem Fates, they have you um, spend time, they have you do three chapters with one family and then three chapters with the other and then there's a conflict that brings them together and that's when you choose your side, uh-huh. um, which which is great. Um, and then that's where you actually choose the game that you play essentially because the intro for all, all three games is the same um so yeah i don't know it's just they put a lot on you up front and then they kind of force you to stay in one place and and get to know these people in a way that that doesn't feel very natural so i don't know uh but yeah nintendo overall killing it though and and you know it, as soon as they put out 3d world on switch it's over weird that they were just like yeah pigment's coming it's fine, <laughs> hey, it makes me. I'll play that. I, I will play that game now, though. <laughs> like, it has a lock on, so it, it makes me, um,
1: it makes me kind of wonder like what the future for that system is for me. Um, sure, just like, um, what I'm even looking forward to because I'm looking forward to like my third party stuff, like Bayonetta and Normal Heroes, but like from Nintendo themselves, their exclusives. Like, um, I don't know, like, I'll, obviously, another Mario I'll, I'm into, and I'll, I'll get Breath of the Wild too. Will I play that much? Probably not.
0: Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like they said, Breath of the Wild two, Metroid Prime four. So they got me. Yeah, you're sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm super sad. And and, and you know they, they've got really cool stuff like Cadence of Hyrule. Like I'm actually really excited for the DLC for that and and the music. It's and, in and it and out. So they've they, uh, no. It's it's uh, I think October the the new characters are out. Oh, okay. oh. plays Dark okay. Dark Link and Dark Zelda and, and Octavio I think is the other one I, maybe Octavio was already in there but um so so yeah like I I I'm hoping Nintendo cause maybe you know they got to recharge a little bit it seems like for sure and and COVID is probably hitting them pretty hard but I I've given them the, I I give them the the benefit of the doubt because they are so it's like you know eight for ten for me right now. Mm-hmm um and and they have the stuff I care about on the horizon but yeah I hope there's more stuff like cadence you know the word on the street that maybe a indie developer might be making a metroid game um a 2D metroid game for the switch which would be great I would love that um and also I hope there's like Super Mario Party 2 and 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 stuff like that uh to kind of and maybe a new proper Mario Kart uh would be cool as well so uh-huh. we'll see would you um, say
1: that Nintendo's like the gold standard as far as like exclusives that you will want? As far as like um The way they do exclusives, I just say. Because everything is so different. Even though they no, kinda of look the same, I guess.
0: <laughs> no, because because I, I think I think no one's really figured it out yet. I think Nintendo has the best idea because like they at the very none of their games feel strictly like one another. So they don't have the Sony problem. Mm-hmm. And and their games are generally Interesting and feel like they have a lot of depth, so they don't have the Microsoft problem, Mm -hmm. where where I think they they just have like cool concepts that they put out and then expect people to kind of make the game around it, um like Sea of Thieves, like State of Decay, like things like that, Mm -hmm. um, but so so I think they're doing it great. I I don't think they've fully got it figured out though, because we get we get stuff like Mario Maker Two that comes out and and probably deserves like three full DLC expansions. In my opinion, mm-hmm. and doesn't get any of them. <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, Fire Emblem, uh, you know, three houses, which gets two, three big expansions um, that no one's talking about. Um, and then we've get we got you know Mario Odyssey, that the most care after launch we've heard is we get the Luigi update or something like that. The they do thing, the, yeah. the they do these weird updates that are like surprisingly substantial. But they don't give them enough attention on their own. You know, they put it in a direct, and that's it. Mm. Like the Mario Maker Two update was so cool, and it was just like this this, this sideshow Bob guy in a direct you know, at the end of it. Like, hey, by the way, four player co op's coming to Mario Maker. Isn't that great? Anyway, <laughs> it's like, wait, what, what, what? Um, and you know, then they announce Breath of the Wild Two, and they make it feel like it's close, and then nothing for over 12 months and 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 now they're just in a spot where like they have nothing mm-hmm. they've got three first party games announced and none of them have dates you know uh and and all these mysteries so i think they're 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 in a tight spot right now is more li- more than likely the the truth of it but i i think they're still still figuring it out they, they they've they got a, a lot of good hits though they they're they're hitting the the nines and tens out of the park um and I think they're earning them at least a little bit more than Sony is, so mm-hmm. that's good.
1: Um, I guess this the close it out then. It's like uh the future. Um, like uh, how are you feeling? Because like um, uh, super excited. Yeah, because like I remember PlayStation Four. Um, obviously excited at the point at the start, but then it's like diminishing returns because like oh wow, you showed everything and then like it took forever to come out, especially with Sony. Size. Yeah, twenty
0: sixteen E three PlayStation Four was literally twenty sixteen through twenty twenty of video games. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in and, and uh, uh, the PlayStation experience at the end of that year. Like, I don't think they've really shown any new games since then, mm. except for Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even that was like weird because Sucker Punch had been so quiet for so long. But yeah, we got. I mean, we're getting sequels to all these PS4 games, which is cool. You know, I'm I'm excited at the very least. I'm excited for Horizon Forbidden West. Um, I'm hopeful that that you know they'll they'll do a lot of what we want them to do with that uh, I am excited for Spider-Man 2 whenever whatever that ultimately turns into and, and Miles Morales because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's great I just think Miles is such a great character and and after Spider-Verse that game deserves to do gangbusters and for Miles as this this great character to to get his time to the, the spotlight um, I'm excited for God of War 2 Whatever that is, I like. I once, I, I you know that that's one of those things where I, I might ultimately just not ever play that game though because I, I think they got to pitch me that they are going to bring consequence into that story in a way that doesn't feel cheap and predetermined. I, I think uh, I think
1: you'll play it. It's more it's more of the point of where where you'll kind of discuss it. Um, yeah,
0: I, the the pitch for that game for whatever God of War Two is is going to be really important for me. Mm-hmm
1: because i i feel like um just like me you're you're interested in like you will want to have your opinion about something even if it's something that you pretty much know that you're not gonna like um just so you can have it and like have your form have your thoughts formed out so like when you say something like you don't sound i guess ignorant
0: um yeah it's coming from a place of experience mm -hmm. as opposed to assumption Um, but moreover, like, you know, obviously Nintendo, I think is going to keep doing cool stuff. And and I think they're probably going to ultimately make a switch 2 that'll have 4k support for docked mode and and stuff like that. And just kind of continue down the line they're on now, which is great. I think that that's great. I think that is perfect for Nintendo and they should keep doing Uh it and keep making weird accessories for the switch. Don't, don't feel the need to go make a whole other thing. Um, you know, Labo's cool and, and silly, the Ringfit's cool and extremely successful. <laughs> you know, like just keep doing weird stuff with Switch and Joy Cons and, and and I'm here for it. And Microsoft, that's that's the thing I'm really excited about though, because uh-huh. they've they've brought together this legion of, of diverse and weird studios and they're just as soon as like the current stuff is out, and we've now finally have gotten the preview of what's next, Vowed and, and fable and, and whatnot. But once we're really in it, like five years from now, the, the Microsoft lineup that we're looking at, I think it's going to be the best first-party lineup ever. And I really I really want that to be true. Um, it's going to be tough. And it, it maybe if they do the, the – please don't. But maybe if they are like, all right, everybody's got to make a service game, they'll ruin it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, the I- Icarus flying too close to the sun, as he's always meant to do. Mm. Uh, but But I don't think they will. I really don't think they will. Um, because it seems like I, I would bet Fable is going to be a story. I know people are like they're calling it Fable because it's a service game as well. I was like, no, I think they'll they'll make a Fable game, and and I think the Avowed is going to be you know a Skyrim. It's going to be it. It's not going to be like secretly an MMO or something. Mm. Um, and and I I think you know Double Fine is just going to make a really cool game after Psychonauts too. I think they're just going to make the coolest fucking games. Um, and they're probably gonna be smaller and maybe. Twenty to the forty dollar games and it'll all be on game Pass anyway, but I think that's what with infinite money double fine are you kidding, me let them go wild uh, see so yeah, I, I really I think it'll be great it's
1: funny um about the whole service thing with uh Microsoft it's like um I remember always predicting like um when we do bets um as far as like xbox one like i I always thought that they, they'll like make their own like destiny like just like just, just have a game that like you know could keep going and people could pump money into and like and they could support for a while and like um uh that never came to be for Xbox One but like um uh I, I don't necessarily think Halo's that I think Halo's going to be like a little bit more uh campaign driven for people who really enjoy that campaign um and I I I try to think of like um like the quote unquote triple A thing from Microsoft that like um i'm most excited about like i like i am excited for like hellblade 2 obviously um because one of my favorite games but like it's more of like i want i I need to know how they're doing that game
0: yes like again the pitch the pitch for that game is really important like
1: are you going to lean more into um like bettering the combat because now i don't want that anymore (laughs) you know what i mean because like um like, because that was, that was the selling point for me when um, when Hellblade was first pitched. It was, you know, like, character action game, of course I want that, and, like, it'll have this uh, the psych- the psychological aspect as well. So, okay, that's cool, but I want the character action thing. And then, like, it became more about the psychological stuff. So, like, now that we have a two to an end of it now, like, where are you going to lean more to now? Because, like, you know, like, sure, I the combat was fine, but, like, you, and you could do it better, but, like, I think you do better with this other aspect now. So, like, do I really even need combat in a Hellblade 2? I don't know.
0: That's a game without cuts. That's good. <laughs> I don't know what my point there was. <laughs> I, it's, man, playing that. I, I feel like anyone that played Hellblade and then God of War and thought God of War was better is crazy. That's, I, I think that if you want a hot take about God of War. Was that, no, that was, uh, that was Hellblade was 2017? Yeah, they were a year apart. Okay. Uh, and, uh, well, I mean, keep in mind, Hellblade came out August thirtieth, twenty seventeen, and then God of War came out in February or uh, April of twenty eighteen. So, hmm. uh, four twenty, baby. Man, I, I never, um, I never really
1: thought about that.
0: How they they were both I, one
1: shot, and like I never, that never, I never crossed my mind. Actually,
0: I think they they play with that. You know, the thing is there's just no real loading screens in Hellblade. Mm. Uh, there are, you know, when she's like going to the trials and stuff. But it there are cuts in that game. Like uh, Senua gets knocked out and stuff, right. and she'll wake up. Uh, I think that happens twice. So, so it's not fully that, but again, it. I think it did the right thing of like we just got to maybe not have this happen that often, and and then. But when it is necessary, you know, have it happen. But like, I think Hellblade, like with a skill tree, would be okay. But again, it's the thing where you, they try not to put you in the menu ever in that game. So it's like you find runes or things in the environment that help you get stronger and. Uh, and it doesn't involve you breaking away. Uh-huh. Um, cause like the powers that you get in, in that game, the slowdown and stuff are really cool. They just, you know, the combat is not the important part of that game. How, like, are there other people with you? You know, there were so many people, there was like a crowd of folks in that trailer, like having any other person in that game would change it completely. mm mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to lean into the storytelling ask, aspect again? Is that the guy that tells you the stories? Is he going to come back? Are we going to meet him finally? Did he die? I don't remember. I think he did, actually.
1: Is there? Yeah. <laughs> like, will there be a, a, other in-game models other than
0: Senua? Yeah. Huh. Are we going to really find out what happened at the end of that game? Because <laughs> I, I, a big part of that game is, like, the ending is very up to interpretation. Mm. Um, it's her overcoming you know her 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 trials, but like we never really learn if the mysticism was real or not mm. um or if it was just inside her head um but it's real to you, the player, and that's what that's what matters and and it's real to her journey uh that's why I like that game so much. it's like they don't say like, yeah, it was all fake, it's all like, was it, but what matters is Senno survived you know
2: mm.
0: yeah, I don't know there's a lot of a lot of questions, but yeah, are you also excited for Microsoft's upcoming lineup?
1: Um,
0: the potential, I suppose.
1: They haven't really shown anything for me yet, honestly. Um, yeah, like, I, I, there's nothing really like that that speaks to me, really. Um, like, like exclusives, like, tell me why is obviously stuff I'm interested in. Like I said, um, Hellblade is something I'm interested in. Um, but like, there's like if you want to like say like their their version of the Last of Us or whatever, like um, like I haven't really seen anything to that level yet for me personally, for for their side. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I just
0: mean like the knowing the studios they have, are you excited for five years from now? What whatever Microsoft's lineup is going to look like? I,
1: again, man, I don't know. I I, ler- you don't know? I
0: literally don't know. Like um, I, I believe I'm ready to to sit here and say I believe that I'm going to be excited.
1: I mean, I, I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind saying like I'll be, I'm excited to see what they'll come up with. Is more of like, I like I do, I have no like frame of reference, like, because like the thing is like I I can I can predict like a Nintendo thing, I can predict the Sony thing, but I can't predict a Microsoft thing as far as like that's the best part. Yeah, you know, what I even want from them type of thing. It'll,
0: I hope they make stuff that I don't know I want. You know, like stuff yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. I th- but the thing is like they have Game Pass, right? So I think they have the potential to do that more than any anyone else because they can put out weird stuff that pays for itself through the subscriptions to Game Pass, presumably. Um, we don't really know how it works, but... Uh, and, and and it's not the same conversation of like, well, I don't know if I want to pay 60 bucks to try Death Stranding. It's the, I'm going to try this weird thing. All right. And everyone's going to be playing it you know, presumably this week that it comes out uh, because everyone has Game Pass on that platform. So suddenly, online game, even the games as a service, the Sea of Thieves and stuff like that, which which could only live potentially for a week before, suddenly could be really cool because everyone's just giving it a shot.
1: Yeah, but like, um, I think about like stuff like Crackdown Three, for instance, and it's like sure, fair. And, and it's totally and, fair. and it's just like. It's not like it's not like me being like, oh, oh, why would you put a game out there like this? It's more of like, why did you think this would be like? I, <laughs> like, it's so weird because like it's it's like it's a level of quality that you would you would expect from like an exclusive, an exclusive that took a long time, an exclusive that like, um, you would think would mean something because it's an Xbox Studios game type of thing, and it's like when it's something like that, it's just like. You're you're just putting it out here just because it's okay and like yeah sure and like do your thing it's your game type of thing and like it's free why am I complaining so but like it's all at the same time it's like you're not making me value anything on this platform sure and sure like I I that's and I I guess that's what I really want from Xbox because like like I value Cuphead I value Ori I I don't value much else other than that type of thing
0: yeah. I you know I I, I think I have value in, in some more of their things like Sea of Thieves and whatnot, but mm. that's fair. And and like to Sony's credit, you know they never put out a crackdown on their on PS4. There's no no equivalent of that quality wise. Like the closest you could even say maybe, a lot of people, you probably disagree. Like I've, like the Last Guardian. Uh, I would disagree, but it. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like obviously that game's not broken and. Horribly uninteresting, fundamentally, but it it is a thing that was made for a long time and feels of a different time, uh-huh. um, and 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 suffers for it, um, not to the same extent as Crackdown Three. To be clear, uh-huh. I do not think I think The Last Guardian is a better video game than Crackdown Three, but that's to their credit of like the one thing that they took too long to make and finally had to kind of shit out on their their console. I still felt whole and complete in a way that all of their games do.
1: For better or for worse, yeah.
0: For better and for worse, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. I think that's it, man. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sweating. <laughs> I was ranting so much, I I got like a, a thick layer of sweat on my body. Uh, but this is good. I, you know, very cathartic. Yeah, I, as, I love as, this,
1: man. I, I really do.
0: Per, per usual. This is, just get us in a room together, we're going to start yelling about Sony games at some point. Now we just got to do it for a few hours, so. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for for hanging in there. I hope, you know, again, like we may not like some of these games that we talked about, but but that doesn't mean that you can't and, and that you shouldn't. I think it's just like Sony gets gets a pass a lot of times. And and I think especially right now, in a in a similar way that Nintendo gets a pass a lot of times. Um and that people Microsoft used to and and people are are probably like, well, why is Microsoft getting a pass on this? Like, well, it's different when when everything they do is trying to benefit you or or seemingly so and and the conversation is different, you know. So it's good to to be able to put that critical lens on the person who's supposedly on on top right now. Uh and and ask what kind of example they're setting. Uh-huh. Uh and also what what they're doing to video games when they make them so similar to one another. Um you know, we talked a lot about their weird experiments today, but a lot of those are from before 2016, you know. They, we There's not a lot of recent examples of those, save for, for ghosts and whatnot. Yeah, um, that's, not, that, that's so, a very safe game, but yes, I understand what you're talking yes, about. Yes, very safe game, even in spite of that. So um, uh, But yeah, thank you. Hopefully this was not too negative for folks out there. Hopefully this was good, a good balance, uh, or at the very least from a, a good place. Um, that's where I intended it to be from uh-huh. but um, I, I just get a lot of shit from not liking God of War so <laughs> I had to defend myself for once <laughs> um, uh, but but we love you all very much um, uh, definitely subscribe here on Rational Badges Presents for more of these go check out the other conversations that Namish and I have had and, and uh, look forward to more uh, between the two of us Quinn and I recorded a breakdown of uh, his Persona 5 thoughts and I lost the audio for it So what? I know. Oh, it was good. Man. It was a good. It was a really good talk too. Because you know he's he's way more critical of that game than me. But you know he ended up really liking it, mm-hmm. or it, I would say not really liking it, but liking it. Um, and and it was cool to hear his kind of perspective on that very Japanese game.
1: Man, like, like seriously, for Quinn, like to get through that game entirely, like, um, my I... in less than a
0: hundred hours, she was very proud of. That. Yeah,
1: and like, um, it's like you know, like, cause like, it's something. It's one thing to, for like someone to like. Play a game for like a few hours and like then like judge it afterwards. But like when you go through the shit of like going through the entire game and whether liking it or not liking it, like you, you, you respect that opinion all that much more. So like when Quinn says something about Persona 5, I'll be be someone to listen. So like,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a good perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, he was, he was, I would say generally more, more negative than me. Of course. More critical than me. But, but he, it was, it was cool to hear. He did a lot of what, um, you did with Persona 4 of like once he found his click he'd never hung out or talked to anyone else or had anyone else in his party mm. I was like that's really cool like, like I, I think in a, in a first brush Persona can can be that for a lot of people and that's it was cool to hear that perspective but unfortunately the conversation was lost to the, the folds of the internet um, but hopefully more stuff like that to look forward to here um, so subscribe uh, let us know what you think. Follow option option 186 on Twitter. Myself, Alfredo 27 on Twitter. Check out our other show, Rational Passions Podcast. Uh, and uh, be good to one another. Uh, thank you for joining me, option I love you, bud. I love you all very much. Good night. Good night.